Welcome to a pre-Thanksgiving holiday edition of Second City Sports right here on Sports Zone Chicago, real live mm-hmm. and in living color, along with my co-host, Miss Lakina McGee, which is she. I'm Sydney Brown. Hey, that's me. You can mm-hmm. follow yours truly on the Twitter and the IG at CK80. Once again, that's CK80. That's S-I-D-K-I-D-80. That's S-I-D-K-I-D-80. You follow me, Akina McGee, on the Twitter and Akina McGee on the IG. Make sure you download that Sports Zone Chicago app wherever you get your apps. If you can catch any of our other five live shows, including this one, Second City Sports, you can watch and listen to us. If you missed any of our shows, that's okay. You can go back and catch any of our archive shows and listen and watch them at your own leisure. And this is a perfect time with them being the Thanksgiving holiday weekend. If you missed any of our shows and want to listen to them or watch them again, you can do so by downloading that Sports Zone Chicago app. Speaking of Sports Zone Chicago, you can go to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube to follow Sports Zone Chicago on all social media platforms. Once again, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at Sports Zone Chicago. If you want to catch the uh, a podcast version of our show, Second City Sports, you can su- subscribe to War on Anchor. We're available on all podcast platforms, including the iHeartRadio app. Make sure you type in those search engine boxes on those podcast platforms, WARR on Anchor. Make sure you follow War Media at WARR Media on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Once again, at WARR Media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Thank you very much in advance for your support. Like, share, subscribe, and tell your friends. We are unapologetically fun, and we have very definite opinions. Lakina, we weren't on the air yesterday because, one, we we don't broadcast our show on Tuesdays. And number two, there was some breaking news that came out of Hallis Hall. Uh, yesterday. Of course, Mark Conkle, for those of you that have been sleeping under a rock, he's an independent journalist. And he had a, he tweeted it out yesterday. He had a source that uh, cited that Matt Nagy was notified on Monday about his upcoming firing. Uh, in, firing, and of course, the Bears play tomorrow against the Detroit Lions. We'll give you a quick preview of that coming up. But According to uh, Conco's tweet, uh, Matt Nagy was notified on Monday that he'll be fired following tomorrow's game, no matter the result uh, between the Bears and the Lions. Of course, the Bears are three and seven on the year. And of course, uh, listening to the press conference yesterday, of course, Matt Nagy denied uh, that uh, that report. And of course, the Bears, unless you know something, I don't know, Kina, the Bears um, organization said nothing. I don't know about you. Uh, but that old saying goes as this, as follows. Something's rotten in Denmark. We got to find out the bottom of this. Nah, if something's rotten in the state of Denmark, that's what, <laughs> that's what. Uh, that's you know what, what I mean. <laughs> yeah, right. But, but you know what, though? This whole thing is just a little bit weird. I mean, this is, Mark Carco, you know, he's, yes, he's a polar supplies marine journalist. <laughs> he does mostly, um, you know, p- politics and things like that. So the fact that he, you know, apparently a source, you know, supposedly told him, that they're gonna fire Nagy after the game, after the Lions game tomorrow, and you know, but it, it it's all kind of just weird. I don't know if it's because they didn't mean to get, to, you know, it was it was supposed to get leaked, but it got leaked anyway, or maybe there's no truth to it. This was to be something that the Bears wouldn't do, but they probably wouldn't, you know. This is the Bears wouldn't do this in the middle of the season. You still got about six or seven games left in the season. So mm-hmm. it's a little bit weird that they would do this. That's not really their thing, but we've seen it happen before. We know Scott Skiles, you know, famously got, you know, got fired, you know, when he mm-hmm. was c- coached with the Bulls on Christmas Day and Tim Floyd, like it, like what, like that week before Christmas, you know, he got fired. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's not unprecedented, but 
again, this whole thing just seems a little bit kind of like, you know, it, it's a very bears. I'll say that. If you have any questions or comments uh, during our show today of, of any of our topics, you can go to Sports Zone Chicago's Facebook page or Sports Zone Chicago on YouTube. Place your comments or questions in the comments section. Lakina will get them up on the screen for you. But if you decide to troll or do anything stupid, Lakina will politely give you the boot. Bye-bye. <laughs> I love saying that. <laughs> Let's yeah. see if we can get the Bears organization to boot on this one, Lakina. Uh, if you're uh, – and we talked about this uh, – um, in the earlier segment on Sean and Maya in the morning in their last segment of the show. And I know Sean was talking about if, if you, if the bears wanted to fire and get rid of Nagy now, then go, you should have gone ahead and do so. You would have had the special teams coach uh, who spoke yesterday. It was Iron running. He spoke first before Nagy did because of the short mm -hmm. week. You would have had the special teams coach coach uh, tomorrow's game. But uh, as I said on Sean and Maya in the morning uh, earlier today, uh, it's all about optics with the Bears. And, and like you said, it's not the first time that a professional head coach has been fired on a holiday. As you mentioned, Scott Scouts, Tim Ford. I believe Bill Carwright uh, was fired around the holiday time as well. I know mm -hmm. many companies and teams are sensitive to that, especially during this time of year. But it hasn't been the first. Unfortunately, it probably won't be the last. But you mentioned that the Bears organization, they just fumbled this thing throughout the uh, throughout this whole process. Uh, we all know, and in real time, Naki should have been fired uh, um, weeks ago. And I don't know if you caught this tweet, Lakina. I know Sean mentioned this on his show this morning, that um, Kaylin Kaler, uh, no, she used mm -hmm. to work with Sports Illustrated. I forget where she's at now, but she tweeted out that, according to her sources, that Justin Fields wasn't happy running the scout team uh, when Andy Dal Dalton was named the starter uh, for the season opener against the Los Angeles Rams. As we told you guys on this show, Justin Fields should have been the starter from day one because he's your quarterback of the future. But we told you guys that Andy Dalton would, been, would be the starter because Ryan Pace, the GM who doesn't get enough heat in this town, he has something right. to write on this as well. Because remember, he signed Andy Dalton first um, before the a month before the draft to that $10 million contract. Of course, at right. the time, no one knew that the Bears were maneuvering the draft to get Justin Fields. And we congratulate Mr. Pace on that. But it, uh, it just wouldn't look right if you're the Bears organization to sit Andy Dalton with a $10 million price tag that you signed to during free agency. And as we said before, Lakina, uh, remember I told you this during training camp and during preseason, do I trust that Matt negative to develop Justin Fields? And remember, I told you no. And look what's happening now. Look what happened last year. Right. Uh, Matt Nagy uh, threw in Nick Foles and Nick Foles all but one game through at least one interception in, in all of his appearances last year. And, uh, and he couldn't wait to uh, do the same thing to uh, stab Justin Fields in the back uh, during Andy Dalton. Now, Andy Dalton ha hasn't done that poorly, but let's be honest here. Uh, he's past his prime. Yes, he knows the offense, but he, he's not the same quarterback as he, as he has been early in his career. And so uh, Matt Nagy's hands have written all this, but you throw some haymakers at Ryan Pace as well. Yeah, and as our buddy Armando, what's up, Armando? Happy pre-Thanksgiving Eve. Yes. He said the whole situation with the Nagy firing is just as a bad look on this organization. It's inept. Well, yeah, you pretty much covered it, uh, Armando. <laughs> and, uh, and look, I think this would definitely be a very Bearsy thing where they, yeah, where you know, yes, they probably had a plan, but then it got leaked, and it wouldn't be look. It wouldn't surprise me if you know whether or not they win this game against the Lions tomorrow. You know, I, I kind of feel like at this point, I think they probably will still keep them until the end of the season, especially like you said, I saw that report that you were talking that you're referring to said that uh, it was George McCaskey that made the decision that Justin Fields should be start should be the starting QB. 
I, I mean, mm-hmm. it seems like no one's really on the same page at this point. So, you know, yes, Nagy, if should Nagy get fired, but look, I think you could honestly say that Pace should be uh, again, you know, should be getting uh, fired as well. Yeah, and I, here's the thing, and 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 uh, this is what brings up my next point. As you're listening to Second City Sports Live and in Living Color on a pre-Thanksgiving edition. Uh, on right here on Sports on Chicago City, Lakina here with you as we talk about the Chicago Bears and their upcoming game tomorrow against the Detroit Lions, 11.30 a.m. Central Standard Time on Fox. Well, here's the thing about Ryan Pace. Yes, he's uh, made some uh, good picks in the later rounds, but in the first round, especially early in his tenure, he's missed on, on the majority of them. I'll give him Roquan Smith, okay, and that's the, uh, that's only – a recent first round pick that I can think of that has really panned out for the Bears. I know he's looking for cash uh, pretty soon in his contract extension, but mm-hmm. yeah, like you said, it, it pays is is uh, headed out the door. So be it. You know, this is uh, the professional leagues, and you, you get it done, and you don't. And he's been on the helm now seven years, and mm-hmm. so and so he has he has more than enough time to get a couple of draft classes in there and, and, and see what happened see what happened. Not much has happened in terms of his first round picks. Now his, his later round picks, as we mentioned, we can go down the line have panned out for the most part with Khalil Herbert, David Montgomery's second round pick. And you can go on down the line throughout the years. Uh, he's done well with those, but the first round picks ha- uh, has not panned out with the exception of Roe Cross spent these last couple of years. Now, which brings me to this George McCaskey, Ted Phillips. Ted Phillips, your director of finance, he's been president for the last 20 years because he got that spaceship through the city city of Chicago uh, to uh, uh, put there in place in the original colonies at Soldier Field. Now, the, both those guys are not football decision makers. As I said before, the McCaskies, they're great decision makers when it comes to business. When it ter- comes to football, they don't have it. My question is whether these reports are true or not, whether Nagy stays on till Monday or till the end of the regular season when you finish up against the Giants on January 10th. Will they put their egos to the side? Will they completely step out of the way, hire a football person, let that football person hire the right people to get this organization back on its winning track? I don't know if I could trust them to do that. I know it's their business. They could do whatever the hell they want, but – can they step to the side and hire the right person to head football operations? Let that person uh, pick their head coach and general manager and go on from there. Right now, I don't have the comments that they can do that. Well, they're not football people. I think we've known this for years about the mm-hmm. McCassies. And I think they need to – some people have said that maybe maybe perhaps maybe bring in like a Peyton Manning or somebody like that to kind of run your football operation. Or Lewis but, Riddick from yeah, ESPN. Somebody, yeah, or somebody of, of that else. But – you know, I mean, do you really do you really uh, trust the McCaskies to make the right decision? I mean, they haven't done it yet, so I, I honestly don't know at this point. I mean, the, the season's a wash, basically. Mm-hmm. I know there might be some people that legitimately think that the Bears still have a shot of making the playoffs. You know, those couple of wild card spots, I think those folks are a little bit uh, cuckoo. But uh, <laughs> I, I, I feel, but yeah, I mean, like I, I feel like you know, just try to finish strong, and you know, look. Unfortunately, Fields will not be able to play today because of the bruised ribs. So it looks like it will, it will be Andy Dalton starting. And, you know, Jared Goff, you know, he's I know he's been questionable, but it looks like he is going to be. Dan Campbell said he will be able to play. You know, we got DeAndre Swift, who actually didn't really get the running, couldn't get the running game going in the Bears' first meeting. Mm-hmm. So some people are saying that maybe the Lions might have a shot to get their first 
first actual win of the season. I mean, it would be very Bears that, you know, of course, the Bears would embarrass themselves on national television. I apologize to the, uh, the Fox crew with uh, <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving, <laughs> Troy Aikman and uh and uh, Joe Buck and Aaron Andrews. I, I think I think I believe Christine the Pig will be there too, since she's usually there for their Thursday games. But I feel sorry for all the, for the folks, those folks, because you know you're going to be talking about a lot of stuff off the field, which this might be an ugly game. So uh, my apologies to everybody who will be watching this game. You know who, who uh, with the headline of Matt Nagy possibly being fired following the game tomorrow. You know who takes this takes the pressure off of uh, partially. Who? Like you mentioned, Dan Campbell, the head coach of the Detroit yeah. Lions. Oh, so, yeah. of course, as we said before the season started, uh, his comedy routines, um, they're getting old and, and and thin real quick with those Detroit Lions fans. Uh, of course, they knew that they, uh, their team weren't going to be uh, good this year, but I, I'm sure they didn't expect them to be winless at, at this point in the season. Now, we talked about Dan Camp Campbell's um, – a game plan against the Rams a few weeks ago, and they kept they kept them in it. Of course, the Rams made a couple big plays to win that game. Does Dan Cam has something in mind tomorrow as far as trickery is concerned? Because uh, we all know going back to the Bears, and there was also a report that the that that um the locker room has been more than divided now, especially after that loss against the Ravens. But if you're Dan Campbell, do you have something up your sleeve? It may not be special teams, but could it be a, a wildcat formation? Could it be, who knows? But I, I got a feeling that they has some kind of trickery up their sleeve. You might see a couple of those trick plays. You know, maybe he'll, you know, do do maybe a, a fake punt or maybe a fake, you know, field goal. I mean, you might as well do it, right? And you might as well do it. And you mm -hmm. you're gonna you're gonna have the spotlight to yourselves for a few hours. So you might try. He might try to you know, do some weird, like you know, maneuvering here. But look, I think Detroit's near near the bottom in most of the stats. And but so are the Bears. So you gotta think you gotta hope that maybe maybe we'll see Robert Quinn. Maybe he'll have another big game and he'll slow down Jared Goff. And some same with uh Roquan Smith. It's gonna really gonna be the defense that's probably gonna keep the Bears in it. Now, can they get the offense going? You know, we'll see. I mean, you saw a little bit of that with Andy Dalton, but again, you know, it doesn't look like A Rob will be able to play, and you know, some of the other guys might be out as well. Are they gonna depend on you know David Montgomery and uh, Khalil Herbert in the running game. That's going to be the key. And look, the weather won't be a factor because you're indoors, but mm -hmm. could we maybe see, you know, the battle of the running backs? Could it be, you know, David Montgomery versus DeAndre Swift? And, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. I, I kind of feel like, again, this is going to be one of those really ugly games. And so, again, I apologize to everybody who's going to be watching this game <laughs> tomorrow at 1130. But, uh, yeah, so I think that's going to be the key here for me. You're listening to the pre-Thanksgiving edition of Second City Sports. We're live and in living color right here on Sports Zone. Chicago City Lakina with you as we preview Bears Lions. That'll be the first game up tomorrow on Fox at 11:30 a.m. Chicago time. Lakina, let's go back to the Bears offense and the running game. After that first drive uh, in last week's loss to the Ravens, uh, they didn't commit to the run as much as I thought they would. And of course, David Montgomery didn't get the yardage that I thought he should have received. The same with Khalil Herbert. But mm -hmm. you would think they would take the pressure off of Andy Dalton because, let's be honest here, those two touchdown throws, he was lucky. We all know that he can't scramble. He's never been a scrambler. He's not Justin Fields. But you would think they would run the ball a little bit more to take the pressure off him because they uh, the Bears have him in shotgun almost 95% of the time. And – also, you would think that even though Justin Fields started to do this the last couple of weeks, do you think that the Bears could get the tight ends involved? Eileen Cole, commit. 
Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, you wonder, are we going to be seeing, are we going to see Cole Komet and maybe perhaps, dare I say, Jimmy Graham? I mean, well, we'll see. I mean, like I said before, I mean, the running game, I think hopefully they will, you know, they will depend on the run game a little bit more. They won't have to do that, have to depend on the throw, especially if you don't want Andy Dalton to be the one scrambling, because like you said before, he's never been a scrambler. Mm -hmm. So it's going to get very, it's going to be very interesting to see if the Bears decided to do you know, the goal ball on the, by the running game a little bit more. And look, they're run, look, the Lions run defense isn't very, isn't very good. So we may see, you know, Herbert and Montgomery had big games today. But then again, look, look strange things happen in these Thanksgiving Day games in Detroit. So, you know, it, it, we just don't know. Yeah, I know the Bears won the a uh, couple years ago when they were in 2018 when they had that great record and you know, battle the backup quarterback. So I forget who was on the other side of the lines, but we had Chase Daniel and the Bears won that one thanks to Eddie Jackson's pit six uh, toward the end of that game. But this going around, Lakina, I'm looking at the Bears' defense, uh, and especially in the secondary department. I know they led by Jalen Johnson. I don't think Eddie Jackson is going to play tomorrow, but. Uh, besides Jalen Johnson's comments following last Sunday's game, he is their best secondary uh, player. But even though the Bears secondary has been awful, uh, awful this year at times, you would think they could take advantage of the lack of playmakers from the wide receiver position for, for the Detroit Lions. You would think, right? And you would think. I mean, I I think you gotta you know take advantage of that run defense, you know, if, if the Bears and maybe maybe you can you know have a big game for like I said before from both Herbert and Montgomery. Now, you know, of course, we know Fields didn't practice, Hicks didn't practice, mm -hmm. A Rob didn't practice either, and neither did Damian Williams. You know, Eddie Jackson was limited, so was Darnell Mooney. So we'll see what their status is later today. But you know, I think you got to think with a short week, some of those guys will not be able to play tomorrow. So. I think that's going to be the key. So, you know, and if, but it also, too, if you're the Lions, you think this might be your best shot at getting uh, and perhaps maybe getting your first win this season. So, you know, look, this is like I said before, this is usually look, these type of games are usually weird spells. So mm -hmm. it's all going to depend on, you know, what 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 game, what what game are we going to see a Bears team that kind of rallies around their coach or are we going to see the same old, same old? So this is good. It's going to get a little bit. This is where it gets a little bit interesting there. If I think it is if you're a Bears fan and do you are you cheering for a loss? I think that's what some people are saying. Like, you know, maybe, you know, go out with a whipper, I guess. So, you know, <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> here, and I want to um, I'm glad you brought that point. Here's here's the dilemma here for the Bears. If you're a Bears fan, you are you cheering them for them to do to see that that report is true that Matt Nagy will be fired on Monday? Because if you cheer for them to lose as far as draft position, uh, that's a no-no because the New York Giants own the, owns that first-round yep. pick thanks to the dra draft day yep. trade uh, yep. for Justin Fields. So you can forget about that first-round pick. On the on the flip side, if you're the Bears, as we say every year, Lakina, the, the teams that are struggling and not going to the playoffs, they still have something to play for, i.e. their jobs, whether it's on the same team they are currently employed or they're playing right. for somebody else next year. With the Bears, even though that scenario is true, Will they be playing for themselves, the, regardless uh, of uh, what's going to happen with Matt Nagy following tomorrow's game? So, are they going to play for themselves, or just go out and you you never want to see a team go out and have ass? Excuse my French, but do you think they will just play more for themselves? And if the reports are true, which I believe they are, that that locker room has been divided, will they, will they just go play for themselves and see what happens? 
Yeah, I see what Amano's saying. That I never want to see the Bears lose. And, and look, that that's look. There are some people who feel the way you do, Amando, but there are others mm-hmm. that feel like you know, hey, let, let's 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 keep losing, you know. But but like you said, I mean, the first round draft pick isn't an issue because they don't have a first round draft pick, so mm-hmm. you're basically just losing, you know, for nothing. So it, it look, it's going to be very interesting to see you know, how this team responds. Can will they rally around each other and kind of like try to? maybe rally around their coach or like I said, are we going to be seeing the same old same old where we're going to have, you know, the defense give up some big plays or, you know, maybe, you know, maybe, you know, Dalton gets the, you know, throws a pick six or something. I mean, we, we just don't know. And, and look, it seems like there's a lot of like, you know, comedy of errors. Like we talked about with Sean earlier on the, on his show. And yeah. that's, that that's really going to be the thing. Like, you know, are we going to be seeing like, you know, like, uh, like you know, like the, the juggling act, get the circus music going. So I think this is going to be the thing. <laughs> <laughs> As we said before, the, the second half of the season for the Bears, whether Na- Matt Nagy is coaching after tomorrow's game or not, this is the development of Justin Fields. I, I assume he's going to start the next game, which will be December, I believe, the 3rd or the 2nd against the Arizona Cardinals uh, mm-hmm. after tomorrow's game. So hopefully Mr. Fields will be healthy by then. He's your starter for the rest of the season, of course, going into the future. So... The sec- the rest of the season is about the development of Justin Fields and 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 it's a, it's an audition for the new coaching staff, whoever that person may be. Yeah, it's basically a wash at this point now. Like you said mm-hmm. before, it's gonna be you know, especially if you're a Rob, you're you're like, okay, I'm not coming back the rest of the season. I'm I'm I don't want to you know risk getting injured. You know, if you're if you're one of these guys that's on contract, you know, if you're a Hicks, if you're you know those guys, I'd be. What where are you at? Because that's going to be a lot of dead money coming off the books, you know, next year. So, do you want to try to maybe perhaps, you know, maybe try and see if you can kind of, you know, make yourself look good you know, for your next team, or are you going to try to say, look, I'm not risking getting hurt? So, on the flip side, we'll preview the top games for uh, tonight, tomorrow, and for Saturday in in the world of college football, and we'll get into a, a whole lot more other stuff as well coming up next hour with our NFL picks, and we'll talk about the Chicago Bulls and the rest of the NBA. You're listening to a special pre-Thanksgiving edition of Second City Sports live in living color right here on Sports on Chicago. I'm Sid. That's Lakina. Stay right there. AutomotiveMap.com presents the Sports Flash on the Sports Zone Chicago. Rumors swirling that Bears head coach Matt Nagy could be fired after tomorrow's game. It's an 11.30 a.m. kickoff at Detroit. The Lions are 0-9-1. The Bears looking to snap a five-game losing skid. When asked about it, Nagy said, That is not accurate. You know, I have not... um you know, I have great communication with ownership with George and Ted and, and Ryan, but uh, I have not had any discussions. On the NBA scoreboard tonight, the Bulls visit the Rockets. Chicago 12-6, third in the Eastern Conference. The Rockets just 1-16. They've lost 15 straight. NHL on Tuesday, the Flames beat the Blackhawks 5-2. Reese Johnson and Brandon Hagel with the goals for Chicago. 34 saves for Marc-Andre Fleury. The Hawks drop to 6-11-2. They'll take on the Blues Friday afternoon at United Center. It's a noon puck drop. For lightning fast sports updates, download the Score app. It's free and one of the most popular sports apps in North America. I'm Chuck Sanders. That's the Sports Flash on the Sports Zone Chicago. When you need auto parts, O'ReillyAuto.com is just a few clicks away. We offer convenient options for you to get your parts quickly. Order online and pick up for free at your local O'Reilly Auto Parts store. We'll even bring it out curbside. Or you can have your parts delivered right to your door with free shipping on most orders over $35. Visit O'ReillyAuto.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.
Auto Parts. Finally, a bed that senses snoring and automatically responds. Meet the Ergo Smart Base from Tempur-Pedic. Our first system that detects snoring, then automatically adjusts by raising the bed. Get your best sleep all night, every night. Now, save up to $500 on select adjustable mattress sets during the Tempur-Pedic Black Friday event. Get full offer details at TempurPedic.com. Welcome back to the pre-Thanksgiving edition of Second City Sports Live and in Living Color right here on Sports Zone Chicago. Mm-hmm. I'm Sid the Kid along with Miss Lakina McGee. Lakina, let's get into previewing, excuse me, the week 13 action of college football. But last night, we had a score that involved uh, our local team, and that was the Northern Illinois Huskies. Uh, they dropped one to the uh, Western Michigan by the score of 42 to 21. Ellaby for Western Michigan was 21. Caleb Ellaby, I should say, was yes. 21 and 26 for Western Michigan for 338 yards and five touchdown passes. Sean Tyler for Western Michigan, their star running back, he had 17 carries for 115 yards in the touchdown. And Sky Moore was the player of the game for Western Michigan with 12 catches for 206 yards and four touchdowns. Lakina, the game was over by halftime. And it, it wasn't even close. I know Northern Illinois put up a couple of touchdowns late, but uh, they're still going to play in the MAC uh, uh, Conference Championship game next month in Detroit. They have a record of now eight and four. We said that that the uh, that Northern Illinois could run the table to finish out with a great record, but last night did not look good. Yeah, that was probably their worst game in the last few weeks. But uh, yeah, look, they're still look they they won the uh, their their division in mm-hmm. the MAC in the MAC West, so they're still going to play. And um, also, too, I think they still got a lot. You know, they'll be playing either Miami or Kent State. You know, they they still got to got to play this weekend you know, to you know seal that seal that victory. But uh, yeah, so but you know what though, look, it, it happens. So you know, yeah. not if you're a Huskies fan, you shouldn't be too you shouldn't be too uh, too worried about that. You know, you're still in, you're still in the, the MAC championship game regardless. But uh, you know, tomorrow on Thanksgiving, one of the it's rivalry week here. In uh, week 13 of the college uh, football season, um, you know, you got the A Bowl coming up. You got the uh, Ole Miss versus Mississippi State. So, where do you see that game? A uh, big game for both teams. Mississippi State trying to improve their record to five and three in conference play. They currently are now four and three in conference and seven and four overall. But I think Ole Miss, uh, uh, Ole, Ole Miss has a little bit something up their sleeve. They're ranked number ninth in the nation, five and two in the SEC, nine and two overall but i'm looking for a great quarterback play from real rogers uh, he has 34 touchdown passes over uh, on the year he has over 4100 yards passing but watch out uh, uh watch out for for running back uh Jerion, uh ely he has the five touchdowns on the year of 105 carries but i think the running game is going to be uh key for all miss tomorrow because we know mississippi state can bring it on defense but i think uh Ole Miss just has uh, just a little bit more talent on the offensive side. Yeah, it should be a lot of fun there as usually is with the Egg Bowl. Uh, Boise State and San Diego State. San Diego State trying to keep you know their uh, gold in the MAC uh, in the uh, in, uh, Mountain West West. I should yeah. say this game will be on Friday. Hmm. Yes, on Friday. So a lot of great games. You know, 
the pre uh post Thanksgiving uh day games on Friday. Uh let's see, you've got a lot of you know, Cincy, they're they're finally in the top four in the college football playoff. Yay. So uh, <laughs> you know, they sent a little bit of a message there to the uh, the committee, and I I'm glad that you know. As long as they don't f it up, as long as they don't like wet the bed, I think they'll be fine. In that, in that, uh, in that respect, your top four right now: Georgia, Ohio State, Alabama, and Cincy. You got Michigan at number five, and also two Notre Dame at number six. So those are your top six right now. Oklahoma State, also Baylor, Ole Miss, and Oklahoma. Those are your top ten. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, as we said, things change every week with the top 10, and especially with the college football playoff. Uh, I, I expect things to change uh, slightly this weekend as we'll get to more uh, big games that we have to review with you guys. So as we said before, Lakeena, with the rankings coming out a couple of weeks ago, uh, this this is not the it's not the <laughs> final straw. Uh, we talk about this every year, so uh, things are going to change uh, slightly this weekend. So as you mentioned, uh, tomorrow at two thirty on ABC, Cincinnati number four will travel to East Carolina. They're seven and four, but like I said, Cincinnati should not mess this up. They should go ahead and take care of business, and and things should be okay in that department. Another game on Fox tomorrow, number nineteen, rain Utah. Friday. Did you say Friday? Friday. Yeah. Said uh, did I say tomorrow? Okay. I said yeah. Friday. My apologies. That's why you're here. Um, Friday on Fox at three o'clock, we'll have number 19 Utah. They'll host the four and seven Colorado Buffaloes. Uh, can Utah build off that momentum with that upset win last week against Oregon? Yeah, that's going to be interesting. But they shouldn't have any troubles with Colorado. Colorado has had their struggles this year. So. It shouldn't be a big issue there. Um, you got North Carolina and North Carolina State at 6 o'clock on ESPN. And that should be a fun one. Uh, North Carolina State trying to uh, – I think they're trying to seal their uh, their victory in the, uh, in the Atlantic Division. So mm-hmm. they can't afford to lose that game. So and if not, it you know, will be, it'll be interesting. We'll see if Mac Brown's uh, Tar Heels can play spoiler for them. And you got the Apple Cup. You got Wazoo and Washington. That's a 7 o'clock game on Friday mm-hmm. on FS1. Yeah, and one more game to um, give a quick preview for you guys. Friday at 2.30 p.m. on CBS, a SEC matchup, 6-5 Missouri Tigers. Uh, they'll travel to Arkansas to take on the 25th-ranked Razorbacks. They are 7-4, of course. Arkansas lost by 10 at Alabama last week. They were competitive, but... Uh, they just came up just short there, favored by 14 and a half. I look for Arkansas to get back on track to uh, finish out the year strong and improve their record to eight and four. Yeah, should be a, a fun one between those two and you know, Missouri with a big win against Florida. So you got to think, well, they have a letdown game against Arkansas. We'll wait and see. Uh, also, too, at 12 30 on Big Ten Network, you got Iowa and Nebraska. Uh, Iowa's hoping that they can sneak into the Big Ten uh, West West. Uh, title, but uh, you know, it looks like Adrian Martinez will not play. Um, I think he's banged up, so we'll see. Well, look, we'll see if Nebraska will play spoiler again. I was going to ask you, is Iowa on upset alert? I think they should, they should, but like I said before, Adrian Martinez is out for uh, Nebraska, so he's mm-hmm. kind of like the, the real X factor. So I don't think, I don't think that uh, Iowa should have any issues with Nebraska, but again, you never know. Um, okay, the first games on the Saturday slate. Um, the all right, a lot of uh state in state rivalries here. You got Georgia 
at Georgia Tech. That's an 11 a.m. game on ABC. Shouldn't, you know, I know they're in uh, Atlanta this year. So, you know, I know Georgia Tech's three and eight. Hopefully, you know, they they shouldn't have any problems with Georgia Tech. I mean, Georgia, I mean, so hopefully they can get, uh, hopefully they can, you know, not wet the bed and uh, keep it up <laughs> until last game. Yeah, uh, you're correct. And Georgia's favored by 35 points even. All right. Now, uh, let's get to the big game of the week as, as somebody's trying to interfere with my broadcasting here. Uh, those pop-up bats, they're so annoying. Uh, let's go to the big news Saturday game. They'll be on Fox, of course, on Saturday at 11 a.m. Central Standard Time. The number two ranked Ohio State Buckeyes will travel to the big house to take on the number five ranked team in the nation, the Michigan Wolverines. Ohio State is favored by eight points. Of course, you have stars all over the field, in particular for Ohio State, C.J. Stroud. And you also have Trevion Henderson, the star running back. And then you have uh, Jackson Smith, uh, the stud right receiver for Ohio State. We know Michigan throughout the years, especially under Jim Harbaugh, can, can bring it uh, on the defensive side. But offensively, uh, it, it's going to be a challenge. And, and I think uh, early for the Michigan defense, they're going to have to uh, forced turnovers on CJ CJ Stroud in Ohio said we all, we all know they could put up points in a hurry they did so um uh, going up 21 nothing uh, on Michigan State in the horseshoe but right now uh, M- Michigan uh, they, they got their work cut out for them and I, I just don't see any way that Michigan uh, they can keep this game close they had to play near perfect football they're going to have to run it a lot and they're going to have, have to um uh, create some pressure on C.J. Stroud, force a, a couple of turnovers. If they could do that, I think they can stay in this game. But I, I'm going with Ohio State in a close one, and so I think Ohio State uh, can pull out a, a, a close win by a field goal. So I know they, they're favored by eight points, as I just mentioned, but I think Ohio State will unfortunately uh, pull it out in the in the end. I'm uh, Personally, I'm rooting for Michigan. Michigan um, has lost their last eight games uh, to Ohio State, but I, it's going to be a classic game, but I think Ohio State will do just enough to win uh, in the big house. You're listening to Second City Sports, uh, the pre-Thanksgiving edition, live and in living color. I'm Sydney Brown, Lakina McGee. Hopefully, will join join us shortly as she has some technical issues. If you have any questions or com- comments regarding uh, this topic for this half hour of college football, you can do so by going to our Facebook page at Sports on Chicago or Sports on Chicago on YouTube. Place your questions, your comments in the comment section. I will get them up on the screen for you. Continuing with our uh, schedule uh, for Saturday at 11 a.m. on FS1, we'll have 6 and 5 Texas Tech. The Red Raiders will travel uh, to number 8 Baylor to face the, the Bears. Of course, Baylor is favored by two touchdowns. Baylor has been climbing up the charts these last couple of weeks. They upset Oklahoma a couple of week, weeks ago. Of course, Baylor has a 6-2 record in the Big 12, 9-2 overall. Texas Tech will try to play spoiler. Let's see. Uh, with the star quarterback for Baylor. Let's see what Jerry Bohannon can do. Of course, he has 17 touchdown passes on the year. And also look out for their stuff running back, uh, Abram Smith. He has 11 rushing touchdowns on the year. So Baylor, we all know that in the Big 12, uh, the uh, offense is is power. And Baylor's no exception to that. And so we'll see what Baylor can do against Texas Tech. On ESPN2 at the same time at 11 a.m. on Saturday, number 18, Wake Forest after losing uh, at Clemson last week. Uh, they posted a 92 record and they'll travel to Boston College to face the Eagles. They're 
their records at six and five on the year. So we'll 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 see if 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 Wake Forest can bounce back. I expect them to. They should be, they should have no problems uh, with. As I get my screen up together here, they should have no problem, no problems with Boston College. Okay. At uh, continuing with the 11 a.m. part of the schedule, we'll have Florida State at five and six. The Seminoles will face uh, the Florida Gators. They're also in at five and six. That's a Florida State rivalry. Both these teams have struggled this year. I know that Florida is favored by two and a half. I wouldn't be surprised if Florida State pulled off the upset, but I think Florida will have enough to get it done. Going down the uh, other part of the schedule at 11.30 on Saturday on ESPN3, we have 6 of 5 Miami DU will travel to do to face the Blue Devils. They'll, three, they'll be 3 and they have a record of 3 and 8 on the season. Miami is favored by 21 and a half points. Uh, Miami's been having quarterback issues all year. De'Ara King is out for the year with an injury. Tyler Van Dyke um, has filled in nicely for Miami. He has 22 touchdowns, touchdown passes on the season, so Miami shouldn't have no problem uh, with Duke. Go, continuing with the slate of games, as is, Lakina mentioned, is rivalry weekend. We have at 2.30 p.m. on CBS, number three, Alabama uh, traveling to Auburn to take on the Tigers in the annual Iron Bowl at Jordan-Hare Stadium. Alabama is favored by 19 and a half points. Of course, on Alabama's side, you, you have Bryce Young, the stud quarterback, and also you have the stud running back in Brian Robinson Jr. and stud wide receiver Jamison Williams. Auburn's been one of those disappointing teams for me uh, for, for college football this year. Of course, uh, uh, it goes back to their starting quarterback. Uh, it's been inconsistent all year. You think Auburn's all, always one of those teams that – that makes noise in the SEC outside of Alabama, but this year with the six and five record, again, consistency has been their problem all year. So, I think Alabama should should not have a problem with Auburn uh, in this Iron Bowl game. I think it's going to be sort of a classic game, but I think Alabama will have enough to win. At two thirty p.m. on ESPN, we have the Oregon State Beavers. They are seven and four on the year, five and three in the Pac-12. They'll travel to Oregon to take on the Ducks, who were all ranked number eleventh in the nation. Uh, they, of course, Oregon's coming off the loss to Utah last Saturday night. They are nine and two on the year, six and two in the Pac-12. Of course, on Oregon's side, you have stud quarterback Anthony Brown. He has thirteen touchdown passes on the year. But watch out for B.J. Baylor, the sub running back for Oregon State. He has a twelve hundred thousand, sorry, twelve hundred yards uh, on the year. But he has twelve total rushing touchdowns. And stud wide right receiver uh, Travion Bradford. He has uh, four touchdown catches off of five hundred twenty-seven receiving yards on the year. At the same time. On ABC at 2.30, Penn State, the Nittany Lions at 7-4, 4-4 in the Big Ten. They'll travel to Michigan State to face Mel Tucker Spartans. They are 9-2 and 6-2 and in the Big Ten. Penn State is favored by one point on the road. I know their head coach, Ben Franklin, has signed a 10-year extension with, a, with his contract. With, uh, with his contract extension, but I think Michigan State is hungry. Uh, of course, uh, they, they lost to Ohio State last week in embarrassing fashion, and I think that it's going to be a close game, but I think Michigan State is, uh, is the more hungrier team, and they want to erase uh, that embarrassing loss and that bad taste out of their mouth uh, on the road last week uh, at Ohio State. So I think 
you should play it smart here here and take Michigan State on this one. Next game at 2.30 p.m. on the Big Ten Network. Northwestern after losing uh, at Wrigley Field last week to Purdue. They'll travel to Champaign to take on Illinois. Of course, Northwestern at a disappointing 3-8 and eight on the season. While the final line they are at 4-7, and 3-5 in the Big Ten. Illinois is favored by 6.5 points. Uh, both teams have been disappointing. More so Northwestern, we thought that they would have a better season after playing in the Big Ten title game a year ago. But uh, Illinois, uh, they can surprise you. I know they played, hung in tough last week against the Iowa Hawkeyes before losing by 10. But I think they'll carry that mo- momentum uh, into this game in, in Champaign. Brandon Peters says, stud quarterback for Illinois. I know he has only had six touchdowns on, on the year, but I think that he'll do a little bit more to – Beat Northwestern. Northwestern's just lost at this point this year. They can look ahead to 2022. Did I miss a at, big news Saturday game? Did you preview that already, Sid? Yes, you did. Now you can give your thoughts before we continue on the schedule. <laughs> I, I I did say that I think that Illinois, sorry, Illinois, I had Illinois Northwestern. I think Illinois is going to win that one. But as I, I have the sneaky feeling that Ohio State is going to win. I know they're favored by uh, eight points. But I think Michigan's going to surprise some people and kind of keep it close. But I think Ohio State will win on maybe by three or four points. What are your thoughts? Well, yeah, I think, look, Michigan was just like, you know, had they had tried to slow down Kenneth Walker Jr., they'd probably still be undefeated right now. So mm-hmm. if you're uh, Jim Harbaugh, you're wondering, like, if not now, then when? So this is mm-hmm. the, the best opportunity. And so, look, they've got the defense that can slow down C.J. Stroud and that offense for the Buckeyes. So, you know, I'm sure, look, you know, the big house is going to be rocking in Ann Arbor. And uh, but let's just hope for a good game. That's all I, That's all you can ask for. Uh, Texas Tech and Baylor, I mean, that should be a, a fun one between those two. I know Tech yeah, I, I picked Baylor to win that one. Hmm. That should be a, that should be a fun one, though, too, in, yeah. in Baylor. Uh, Wake Forest and Boston, Boston College, that should be an interesting one there. Uh, UT San Antonio hoping to keep their undefeated, uh, undefeated uh, season alive. They got North Texas. That should be a fun one. Uh, the Iron Bowl, Alabama and Auburn. Auburn's had a lot of issues, you know, injuries and such. So uh, Alabama shouldn't really have any trouble. Yeah, like I said, I picked Alabama as well. As, as, as you know, I've, I've been talking about this all year. The inconsistency at the quarterback position for Auburn has been yeah. a killer for them all year. So hopefully it's a classic game. But like I said, Alabama shouldn't have, should not have a problem. No, it, they, they really shouldn't have any trouble. At all, you got uh, Oregon, Oregon. I mean, Oregon State and Oregon. You know, in Eugene, that's an ESPN game at two thirty. You know, will can can Oregon bounce back? I think they will, but I think Oregon State can surprise some people. But Oregon State should should win. Will it be enough for them to get back in the college football playoff race? We'll see about that. But I think they'll be Oregon State. Should be a fun one there. Oregon State at seven and uh, four. So. That should be a fun between those two teams, Penn State and Michigan State. That's a 2-30 game on ABC. Yeah, uh, I picked Michigan State one? for that one. Yeah, I'm surprised that Penn State's favored by one point. I, I, I think part of it is because of what happened with Michigan State yeah. getting their butts kicked at the horseshoe. But That's uh, what it I, is. But I don't see Penn State as being that much better. Michigan. I don't. 
It should be a fun one there, though, still, nonetheless, between those two, as it usually is. Uh, I think Illinois should be Northwestern. I said should, but... Yeah, <laughs> the Brett we'll, Bill <laughs> Yeah, yeah, well, we'll, you never know with them. Uh, Virginia Tech and Virginia, that's an ACC Network game, another rivalry game. That should be a fun one. Um, Wisconsin and Minnesota, this could definitely... If Wisconsin wins this game against Minnesota, they get the, the Big Ten West title, so, mm -hmm. you know, you need to... You know, Wisconsin, if you're the Badgers, you can't have any slip-ups here. And Arizona, Arizona State, that's a 3 o'clock game. You guys have the Pac-12 Network. Uh, you know, a couple of great, you know, in-state rivalry there. Um, you know, a lot going back has to, to that happen, Wisconsin. Uh, hopefully to make this out. Yeah, going back to that Wisconsin-Minnesota game for yeah, going back to that Wisconsin-Minnesota game for a moment. She, we talked about Wisconsin's turnaround after stirring up the season slow, one and three. They won their last, I believe, seven games in a row. Uh, do you think that mm -hmm. Minnesota has a shot? I think they have a sneaky shot, even though the game would be at home yeah. if you're Minnesota. I do have a sneaky shot. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think. Well, yeah, I think it, it's at it's at it's at home, so I think that should help them a little bit, but. You know, if you're Wisconsin, I think you can't really afford to have any of the slip ups here. This is this yeah. is basically for the for the division, so you you better win this game. <laughs> yeah, Wisconsin's favored by seven points, even. All right, Texas A&M and LSU in Ed Orgeron's last game. You think you know they they or do you think the Aggies can uh, throw in a little slip up here? Uh, I think Texas A&M they should have no problem. They're favored by six and a half. Uh, Look for their, their star running back. I'm, I'm, I'm talking about Texas and Isaiah Speller to have a great game. Yes. He, he, he's almost at 1,000 yards for the season. He has six total touchdowns. But I think Texas Tech could, could surprise LSU by throwing the ball in the air. But uh, I'm looking for Isaiah Speller to have a great game running-wise. Uh, fun one here. Got the Bedlam getting, getting the primetime treatment. Got Oklahoma and Oklahoma State. That's This is in Stillwater this year. 6:30 game on ABC. If you're Oklahoma, you have to you have to win this game to you know get a shot at the the Big 12 title. And if you're Oklahoma State, you still you feel like you still got an outside shot to perhaps get to the College Football Playoff should you win and should you win uh, the Big 12 uh, championship game next weekend. Yeah, uh, Spencer Sanders and Jalen Warren will be your will be yes. the star players for Oklahoma State. Uh, <laughs> I think that Oklahoma State can get this one. I'm gonna pick them in an upset. Offense galore is gonna rule the day, and I think you're gonna surprise an offensive classic game. Uh, I think it's gonna come down to if uh, the Cowboys defense can they force a couple of turnovers on there on the Sooners a star quarterback Bryce Young. Can uh, sorry not Bryce Young. Yeah, oh. Can't Williams, win. Can't yeah, win. thank you. I'm thinking about the Alabama guy. Sorry, but can they force a couple of turnovers off of him, especially early? Yeah, should be. Look, and it should be a fun one. Look, it's still a lot, a lot still, you know, to, to be decided. So, you know, like I said, okay, okay, so you, you think you still got a shot should, if you went out. So, a lot mm -hmm. to figure out there still. Uh, Clemson and South Carolina. Uh, look, I think Clemson's sort of like, hey, you know what? Hey, you know. Okay, yeah, we're not going to win a championship this year, but look, mm -hmm. we're still respectable. They're eight and three. Um, you know, they're they're they play us. Uh, you know, South South Carolina. You know, a rivalry game should be, but should be a fun one on the SEC Network. Yeah, give Dabu Sweeney credit. You know, so no headlines on him this year. The pressure's off. Like you said, this is not the, the year for them to win the national championship. They are more than a respectable eight and three, and they should be nine to nine and three by the time Saturday night is over on ESPN. Sorry, not ESPN. Sorry, let's go to the seven o'clock game. 
on Fox for Saturday. Uh, Lakina is on number six, right? Notre Dame fighting Iowa short Trevor to Stanford on the West Coast to take on the Stanford Cardinal. Notre Dame is favored by 19 and a half. They shouldn't have no problem, right? <laughs> no. I mean, look, you, look, you know, the She's crew, giving the me the solid treatment. <laughs> Well, I mean, look, well, let me look. Stanford's three and eight. I mean, look, David Shaw has his way of upsetting Notre Dame. So I don't know if they'll be able to do it this time, but you, you never know. Stranger things have happened. Uh, another rivalry game, uh, Kentucky and Louisville, 630 on ESPN2. So uh, Malik Cunningham, if you guys haven't heard, heard of him, he rushed for almost for over 200 yards and uh, rush, uh, rush from I think like 200 yards. They like threw for for almost 300 yards. Just a second guy to do mm-hmm. that. So Kentucky's gonna have a, try to have a hard time trying to slow that guy down. But uh, look, it should that should be a fun one down there in at Cardinal Stadium in Louisville. Uh, wrapping it up here, BYU and USC. I mean, I think SC at this point is just you know trying to finish, mm-hmm. just trying to finish the season. Uh, also to California and a uh, UCLA at the 930 game on FS1 to finish up the uh the week 13 slate in college football. Yes, let's see if Chip Kelly can finish strong with an eight and four uh, record. And they're currently seven and four right now. Um, I, I, like, I'm really looking forward to that Michigan. Uh, Notre Dame is overrated. You, yeah, Armando. Armando, yep. Thank you, Armando. Armando Lakina are in the same boat. <laughs> I have no dog in this fight, so I, I, I root against Notre Dame, so I, I have. I have no dog in this fight. So I guess that makes three of us, but it definitely makes you, uh, the two of you, Lakina or Rondo. So <laughs> uh, I, I, I wouldn't disagree with you guys there. Uh, like, like I said before, I'm looking forward to that Michigan, Ohio State. Uh, Michigan, you're in your own backyard at the horseshoe, no, the horseshoe, uh, at the um, big house. Uh, Jim Harbaugh, uh, he, I'm not going to say his job is on the line, but his reputation and his, um, his overall uh, career uh, against Ohio State uh, is not good. His record overall against Ohio State since he's uh, come back home to Michigan has, has not been good. His reputation is on the line here, and Michigan has 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 had a strong uh, season so far, uh, despite that mishap against uh, Michigan State on the road a couple weeks ago. Uh, what a way to make a statement and by being your biggest rival. Uh, There's been a thorn in your in your side ever since you uh, ever since you come back to coach. Like I said before, if, if not this this season, then when? I mean, this is your perfect exactly. opportunity. You still, look, you still got a shot, outside shot of winning the, uh, getting into the playoff too. Should you do what you're supposed to do? So we'll see. It's, like I said before, it's still a lot to be decided. You get look, you get all these great like in-state rivalry games. We talked about it, so you know it should be a fun uh, week. The last couple of weeks in college football. This should hopefully we can have somebody on to talk about what they think about the uh, some of you know the, the the playoff and whatnot. Yes, and. Uh, our number one is almost uh, at a close. Lakina, who are, are your top three candidates for the Heisman Trophy? Uh, if uh, voting ended today, uh, ended today. If voting ended today, I'd probably say C.J. Stroud from Ohio State. I think he's the okay. guy that beats at this point. I think Bryce Young, if he has a good showing in both the uh, the Iron Bowl and in the SEC Championship game against Georgia, that might help a little bit too. Um, I think another guy that could probably. I try to think of there's I try to think of another like non uh quarterback, but I haven't been <laughs> I haven't been able to find him um just yet. So um if I probably would say maybe Jordan, maybe Jordan Davis, you know, the, the defensive end from uh Georgia, but they rarely give it to a defensive guy, but he's mm-hmm. one of the reasons why, you know, Georgia's where they are the running back, I should say, from Georgia. And uh 
you know, he's kind of like one of the reasons why Georgia's where they are right now. So those are kind of like my top three. But then again, you know, a lot can change. You know, we'll find out in a few weeks. But, you know, it's us all. And that is your week 13 preview from the world of college football as games will take place uh, uh, tomorrow, Friday, and Saturday uh, in the world of college football. Hour number one in the books, hour number two straight ahead as you're listening to the pre-Thanksgiving edition of Second City Sports Live in Living Color right here on Sports Zone Chicago. Sid and Lakina here with you. Next hour, we'll preview tonight's Bulls-Rockets contest. Uh, should you be worried if you're a Bulls fan? And we'll go around the NBA, preview some of the big games for tonight and for, for the weekend ahead. And then we'll have our buddy Christine Manica uh, with her week uh, week 11 12. up to week 12. Well, this yes. is going by so far. Week 12 by quick NFL yeah. picks, and we'll have a whole lot more, uh, a whole lot more fun. You're listening to Second City Sports right here on Sports Zone Chicago. AutomotiveMap.com presents the Sports Flash on the Sports Zone Chicago. Rumors swirling that Bears head coach Matt Nagy could be fired after tomorrow's game. It's an 11.30 a.m. kickoff at Detroit. The Lions are 0-9-1. The Bears looking to snap a five-game losing skid. When asked about it, Nagy said, That is not accurate. You know, I have not, um, you know, I have great communication with ownership with Jordan Ted and, and Ryan, but uh, I have not had any discussions. On the NBA scoreboard tonight, the Bulls visit the Rockets. Chicago 12-6, third in the Eastern Conference. The Rockets just 1-16. They've lost 15 straight. NHL on Tuesday, the Flames beat the Blackhawks 5-2. Reese Johnson and Brandon Hagel with the goals for Chicago. 34 saves for Marc-Andre Fleury. The Hawks drop to 6-11-2. They'll take on the Blues Friday afternoon at United Center. It's a noon puck drop. For lightning fast sports updates, download the Score app. It's free and one of the most popular sports apps in North America. I'm Chuck Sanders. Dance the Sports Flash on the Sports Zone Chicago. When you need auto parts, O'ReillyAuto.com is just a few clicks away. We offer convenient options for you to get your parts quickly. Order online and pick up for free at your local O'Reilly Auto Parts store. We'll even bring it out curbside. Or you can have your parts delivered right to your door with free shipping on most orders over $35. Visit O'ReillyAuto.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Finally. A bed that senses snoring and automatically responds. Meet the Ergo Smart Base from Tempur-Pedic. Our first system that detects snoring, then automatically adjusts by raising the bed. Get your best sleep all night, every night. Now, save up to $500 on select adjustable mattress sets during the Tempur-Pedic Black Friday event. Get full offer details at TempurPedic.com. Welcome back to our number two of Second City Sports Live in 11 Color right here on Sports Zone Chicago. That's Lakina McGee, which is she. I ain't Sydney Brown. Hey, that's me. You can follow yours truly on the Twitter and the IG at CK80. Once again, at CK80. That's S I D K I D 80. S I D K I D 80. Follow me at Keenan McGee on the Twitter and at Keenan Score McGee on the IG. If you have any questions or comments um, during today's show, you could do so by going, you can place your comments in the comment section at Sports on Chicago's Facebook page or at Sports on Chicago on YouTube. Uh, place your comments in the comments, uh, questions in the comments section. Lakina will get them up on the screen for you. But if you decide to do something stupid or decide to act a fool, Lakina will politely give you the boot. Bye bye.
<laughs> I love saying that. Uh, <laughs> let's jump into some buckets looking as we talk NBA. The Chicago Bulls there are 12 and 6 on the season. They'll take on the Houston Rockets tonight at 7 p.m. You can watch that game locally on NBC Sports Chicago or nationally on NBA League Pass. Or if you don't know what I'm talking about, just Google it. They'll tell you where you can watch the game. Um, Lakina, mm. the Indiana Pacers uh, defeated the Chicago Bulls 109-77 to on Monday. The Pacers gave the Bulls the boot at the UC. It was not a good game all around for Chicago. Of course, Alex, um, uh, Alex Caruso was missing in action. Their stud, um, six-man coming off the bench. Uh, he was missing, but uh, a whole lot of scoring was missing from the Chicago Bulls as well. DeMar DeRozan only had 18 points on 8 of 16 shooting in 27 minutes of action. Zach Levine did not have a good game. He only had 17 points on 3 of 7 shooting from 3-point range, 7 of 18 overall. Lonzo Ball, uh, he was shot out for the first time in his Bulls career uh, with yeah. no points or 7 overall, 0 for 4 from 3-point range. Uh, the bench tried, but they just didn't have it of course as i mentioned alex caruso's injury uh affected them uh, mightily uh, io Tosumu, the, the rookie out of chicago uh, the mm. university of illinois he has seven points in 24 minutes of action uh troy brown jr 30 minutes of action off the bench had six points and Derek jones jr has who has been playing well these last couple of weeks he only had eight points uh and five rebounds in 19 minutes of action lakina as you said on Shana Maya in the morning earlier today, if you're a Bulls fan, of course you're disappointed, but I'm not too worried about this, especially uh, with the team that you're playing tonight on the road in the Houston Rockets. I think the Bulls will bounce back and bounce back quickly and uh, get a dominating win. Well, and I said, like I also said too on the uh, on Sean's with Sean's uh, today that look, it was a perfect storm. This is what their that was what their fifth game in like six or seven nights, and mm-hmm. they were coming off second of a back to back, a very emotional win against the Knicks. You know, you had the Pacers that had a couple of days off, so they were fresher, and you know, Sabonis had twenty one to lead the way for them, and then you know, Malcolm Bodden had sixteen points, Karis mm-hmm. had twelve points, so you know, it was definitely a perfect storm, and. Like you said, um, like you said, Sid, I mean, you know, Caruso didn't play. There were a couple other guys that didn't play. And it, excuse me, and it looks like, you know, both Vooch and Caruso are game time decisions, but you really shouldn't need them against Houston. And like, Houston's one of those teams where, you know, they're they're one in six team. I mean, yeah, they're kind of this, they're, they got some young talent, they're scrappy, but mm-hmm. they really, sh- it, it, it really shouldn't, you know, you got a couple of days off too to kind of reflect on that loss against the Pacers, and there's there's no reason why the uh, the Bulls shouldn't win this game tonight against the Rockets. I couldn't agree with you more. Of course, on the flip side for you, so you have Kevin Porter Jr., and then you have a uh, rookie standout, Jalen Green. So look for those two to have, uh, try to have some big performances. But I think this is a get-right game for Chicago. You mentioned the Rockets, even though they've been playing well as of late, even though the record doesn't reflect it, uh, they can sneak up on you if, you, if, you, if you're Chicago, if you don't take this game seriously. But I expect the Bulls to win and win big tonight on the road. Yeah, which they sh- yeah, which they really they should. Uh, look, I, I think it's one of those things where like you know what? Yeah, you're gonna get a you're gonna get a fight for them. You know, they pushed Boston a couple of days ago. So they pushed they're, they're, the Knicks too uh, last yeah, Saturday did. at the Garden. <laughs> they did. So uh, so yeah, so you're gonna get a fight from them. They kind of, they kind of remind me of the Bulls from a few years ago in a lot of ways, but they just don't have the talent right now. So there's no reason why the Bulls shouldn't win this game. It shouldn't win this game handily. So, yeah, so they should be able to get this. Get This should be, a, like you said, it should be a get-right game for them. 
Uh, let's go back to uh, recap uh, some of the key games from, from last night in the NBA. Of course, the New York Knicks up in at the Los Angeles Lakers without LeBron James, 106-100. to 100. The Knicks had some hot shooting, especially in that first half. Of course, the Lakers battled back uh, in the second half with Westbrook and Anthony Davis. Uh, they uh, got back in the game, but the Knicks held off the Lakers uh, down the stretch. Lakina, as we talked about on Monday with that fight, between Isaiah Stewart and LeBron James. Of course, LeBron James was suspended for last night's game. Isaiah Stewart got two games. Me personally, should have been three or four games for the way he acted, not leaving the court in a timely fashion. But yes. that's old new, news. I'll leave that alone. But uh, the Knicks, after losing to Chicago at the UC, they get back on track with a, uh, uh, with a big win against the Lakers. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, of course, this is going to be the only this is only going to be the only trip for the Lakers to this week. So this this mm-hmm. season. So, uh, you know, the fact that, you know, Evan Fourier uh, led the way for the Knicks with 26. And, you know, they had countries out the best from Obi Toppin, Alex Burt and Isaiah Quickly and uh, Emmanuel Quickly, I should say. And uh, that sort of was the key for them. And, you know, because Randall Randall did his thing. You know, he had 20 points, but mm-hmm. he had his struggles in the three point range. And. You know, as far as the other, with the Lakers, I mean, you know, AD kind of had his struggles a little bit. Um, also, to you know, Westbrook did what he was supposed to, but they didn't get a lot of contributions, you know, from the other guys. I mean, Carmelo had his struggles. Dwight Howard, you know, you know, didn't contribute much. So, still a lot. You know, they're still trying to figure things out in LA. So, I know Lakers fans are a little freaked out, but I, I think, look, not having LeBron there, I think that definitely didn't help them much. So. You know, it is what it is. Also, the Portland Trailblazers get back on track with the 119-100 victory over Denver. Of course, Denver, as we mentioned, they are struggling without Joe Gitch, and they have some other injuries as well. Uh, a nice win for Portland. Maybe this will be the turnaround uh, to, uh, to what they've been looking for uh, in, throughout this for now first month of the season, so they get a big win last night. Also, too, this was an exciting one. I checked out the highlights this morning. Uh, the Dallas Mavericks uh, upended mm-hmm. the Clippers 112 to 104 in overtime. Paul George hit a game tying three at the end of regulation as time expired, but uh, it, it was the Dallas Mavericks uh, dominating the extra five minute session. Yeah, didn't uh, Luca get uh, ejected for? I guess he said something about uh, PG. I guess, and I guess they heard him, and I guess he got kicked. He got the boot. So the you boot. know, but uh, but look, I think Porzingis, you know, helped out a lot. Uh, Finally, Dorian, yeah, all right, Dorian Fitty Smith, I think contributed a lot too. So I think that that's what helped them in that extra session. I think they were really like there's only like ten points total. I mean. You know, the Clippers only scored one point in that extra session, so mm-hmm. it was basically all Dallas in that overtime game, and it was thanks to Dorian Fifty Smith, also to Porzingis as well. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you're if you're uh, the Clippers, you're kind of kicking yourself that you kind of let that game kind of slip slip away from you. Yeah, and shout out to Tyron Lue and the whole coach you said with the Clippers. I know they're training above water without Kawhi and Leonard, but like you said, they let that game get away from them last night, especially the way regulation ended, but they just yeah. didn't have enough in overtime. You're listening to Second City Sports, the pre-Thanksgiving edition. I'm Sid. That's Lakina as we talk Chicago Bulls and the rest of the NBA. Lakina, let's get to uh, the schedule for tonight. Is is a very busy schedule because 
the NBA will not play tomorrow yes. due to the NFL. So let's go through some of the key games tonight. The Phoenix Suns will uh, continue their East Coast road trip. They'll play against the Cleveland Cavaliers. Cleveland lost a, a close one to Brooklyn on Monday. Uh, they'll host Phoenix uh, tonight at 6 p.m. Phoenix is favored by seven and a half points. Uh, the Lakers, they'll get LeBron James back as they'll take on the Indiana Pacers. The Pacers are favored by five and a half. And the first game of the ESPN doubleheader tonight is the uh, Boston Celtics uh, hosting the Brooklyn Nets. Should be a fun one there. And it looks like it looks like KD might be back tonight. I haven't heard anything about whether or not he was. I know he played him. in the last game against the uh, Cleveland on Monday. Yes, so he did. So hopefully, won, like I said, so, he'll yeah. he'll be available for tonight's game. Hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah, let's let's hope so. Uh also, of course, you have Bulls and the Rockets, Toronto and Memphis. That should be a fun one. Uh, Detroit and Milwaukee, mm -hmm. uh, Miami. The final on the Tech Guys against uh, Minnesota. That should be a fun <laughs> one. Um, let's see. Washington, New Orleans. You know, and that kind of a little bit of a mess there. Uh, Utah and OKC, Atlanta and San Antonio. And the second game of that doubleheader, uh, Philly and Golden State. We'll see if Steph still puts on a show for uh, the national audience as usual. Um, and also to Portland, continue try to see their winning ways against uh, Sacramento. Yeah, let's go to that 76ers and Warriors game. I don't know if MB is going to be back yet, but Philadelphia has been okay. Then I know they struggled in the first few games that MB has been out since uh, he caught COVID. But uh, mm -hmm. the, the, I want to go to the flip side to Golden State. They're 15 and 2 right now. I think I heard Steph say the other day that uh, some of the uh, things that the Warriors are doing this year. Are reminding him of the 2015 squad, which won uh, won the first championship for that franchise at that time for the first time in four, 40 years. I know Clay Thompson has been cleared to practice as we expected, yes. and hopefully he'll be back soon. But talk about the warrior, the Warriors, Lakina. I know everybody focusing on Steph and Draymond, but uh, we talked about this before. Some of their key role players uh, have been making a, a huge contribution to to this team this year. Yeah, I mean, Jordan Poole, I mean, coming off the bench, I mean, he's been sort of been contributing to it, also, too, in the starting lineup as well. So he's been contributing a lot. Uh, Andrew Wiggins, of course, was like he's finally kind of being the player that a lot of people thought he would be. Uh, you know, they're getting some guys off the bench, too. You know, Otto Porter Jr., I mean, he had 15 off the bench in their last game. And that sounds familiar if you're a Bulls fan. <laughs> I know, right? So, uh, and also, too, look, they're, they're getting countries from, from you know, Giosa. I mean, not just from like, you know, Steph and of course Draymond, but also too, they're getting a lot of contributions from their secondary guys and their bench guys. So I think it's, it's a total team effort. Now we'll see once Clay is, you know, able to really like get into a groove and play, where is he going to fit? Is it, it going to be in the lineup? Is it going to be coming off the bench for those first couple of games? Going to get his, you know, straight back into it. And we, we just don't know at this point. So I guess you're, I guess it's a good spot to be in if you're Steve Kerr right now. Yeah, like I said, I'm not a Warriors fan. I don't hate them, but I like watching them play, and they've been exciting so far this year. As we mentioned, they'll host the 76ers tonight at 9 p.m. local time, 9 p.m. Um, Chicago time on ESPN. ESPN of course, yep. wrapping up uh, the tonight's action will be Portland on a you know, back to back. They'll travel to Sacramento to take on the Kings. I believe this will be Alva Gentry's uh, coaching debut for Sacramento. Yes. And also to Friday, of, of course, after the Thanksgiving. You know, of course, there's a tradition that you know the thanks, you know, NBA gets Thanksgiving off, so you know that's why they do that. Uh, Friday, an early game here. You got uh, Detroit and the Clippers. Uh, that should be interesting. One, 
is in one there. Uh, Minnesota and Charlotte. That's a six o'clock game. Mm-hmm. Phoenix and the Knicks. I mean, I'm a little surprised that that game's not on television, but you know, yeah. Uh, uh, Bulls continue their road trip against Orlando. Vucevic will see if he has a chance to play his former team. Uh, you know, it looks like he should be clear to play by then. We'll see. Uh, Toronto and Indiana. At seven o'clock, uh, Atlanta and Memphis. That should be a uh, Trey Young versus John Morant. That should be a yeah. A Atlanta's one, uh, getting uh, Atlanta's back on track there at five hundred yes. as of yes, right so now. So it looks like yeah, it looks like they're they're getting back on track at the right time. They're getting guys back. Washington, OKC, um, Boston, and San Antonio, and uh, the NBA TV uh, game of the week. You got uh, Milwaukee and Denver. We'll see if Jokic is able to come back for that game. Yeah, wrapping up Friday night schedule, we have New Orleans at Utah at 8 o'clock. Uh, the Trailblazers and the Warriors at 9 p.m. I'm really looking forward to that one, Steph Curry versus uh, Damian Lillard. Yes. And, of course, you have the Kings, the Sacramento Kings, and the Los Angeles Lakers. Wrapping up Friday night's action. Saturday Saturday matchups, you got Minnesota and uh, Philadelphia. We'll see if NBA will be back for that game. New York and Atlanta, you know, that should be a fun one between those two teams. You know, the yeah, the first series last year. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. And then we had the says that. Yep. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then we had the Phoenix Suns against the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, that's the Saturday night game on NBA TV. That's at 6.30 p.m. Chicago time. Of course, you had the Magic and Cavaliers at 7 o'clock. Uh, the Miami Heat and the Chicago Bulls at 7 o'clock. <laughs> we should, uh, a lot, lot of tech hour, we should be. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we should be uh, uh, it, between, between yeah, a lot yeah, and our buddy Matt yeah, Peck, so <laughs> yeah, uh, I'll, uh, I, th- I think I'll be on Twitter for that one. Um, like, can at least peep in a little bit. Yes, I'll, I'll peep in on that one. <laughs> play nice, YouTube. You guys are you, you add James Big <laughs> Watch as well. Play nice, you three. Play nice, yes, uh, yes, yes. Should be a fun one as it as it is between these two. Uh, Charlotte and Houston, Washington and Dallas. Uh, that should be a fun one, yes, and. Bradley Beal against Luka Doncic. That should be a fun one. And also two New Orleans versus the Jazz. Yep, they'll wrap up the two-game series uh, at in Utah. And uh, for Sunday, 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 this should be a good one, right in the middle of the football schedule. I don't know why they scheduled this at, at this. Uh, well, know. we know why. We know why. We know why. Right. We'll get to we it in a second. Um, at 2.30 p.m. Chicago time on Sunday, we'll have the Golden State Warriors and the Los Angeles Clippers. That should be fun. The Bucks and the Pacers will do battle at 4 o'clock. I don't know why that game is so early, but uh, the Celtics <laughs> and Raptors at 5 o'clock. We have the Sacramento Kings at Memphis Grizzlies at 5 o'clock. And then, of course, the late night cap on Sunday. The Pistons will continue their road trip in Los Angeles. They'll take on the Lakers. Uh, There's going to be some bad blood. I- <laughs> oh, yeah. No pun intended. But I don't think hopefully nothing stupid will happen in this uh, this go around. These two teams will match up for the final time this year at at yes. Staples. I'm calling this Staples. Yeah, yeah, we're not we're not talking about we're not going to call it by that uh, corporate name. I know what we call it crypto <laughs> crypto.com Marina. That's not happening. So sorry, <laughs> sorry to all the all the kind folks who work there, but uh, we're not calling it that. But uh, yeah, so, uh, so yeah, so so. Great games coming up this weekend, long uh, Thanksgiving Day weekend. So if you guys are going to be doing some Black Friday shopping, you know, take a break and uh, watch some NBA. And yeah, the the, the the schedule. Yeah, explain to the folks why we're seeing we saw some of those early, really super early games like the Warriors and the Clippers. You think that would be like a prime time game, but you know, yeah, tell, the like, yeah, the. That. Yeah, the Lakers will be playing that night, and the and the Warriors and the Clippers will be playing during the day. Of course, both the Clippers and the Lakers share the same arena. 
And so that's in the mm-hmm. and the Clippers will get the early treatment. So the Lakers will get the prime time treatment. Of course, the Clippers won't have to worry about that in the next three or four years because Steve Ballmer's putting up that new arena. <laughs> yeah. So uh, just right right by SoFi <laughs> Stadium, I think, or right around that same yeah. area. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So uh, that should be you know we got that got to wait about three years. But uh, yeah, that's why they're that's why mm-hmm. you know Clippers got the early slate and the Lakers got the late slate. So I, th- I think they did a coin flip. I guess I don't know what I don't know what, how that. <laughs> <laughs> how that worked but uh yeah that's how it ended up being the way it is but look it should these should be some great games i mean like you said before yeah we'll see if isaiah stewart and uh, lebron can play nice and uh we'll see how uh how uh steph and them do against uh pg and the clippers yep you're listening to second city sports the pre Thanksgiving edition. Uh, we're live and in living color on the Wednesday, along with Lakina McGee. I am Sydney Brown. Lakina, we still have some time left, um, uh, including yours truly. Can you update us on the world of college basketball? I know there's some tournament games, some early season tournament games going on right now. I know that uh, Michigan State, I uh, forgot one of our local teams played earlier. So uh, give us an update on the world of college basketball. Yeah, you got, you got some, uh, of course, you got the Maui tournament of course they're playing in los angeles uh, las vegas again i should say this year um let's see uh wisconsin st mary's you know that's going to be for the championship of that of that uh that classic uh holiday classic game um let's see i i don't look i know people are already like you know buzzing about gazaga basically you know hammering us ucla at by 20 but i, I mean look it, it's not you know, I'm not worried about that right now. Uh, Illinois, Illinois had a nice bounce back win against K State. You know, at a tournament there, so that a tournament, and mm-hmm. uh, I believe it was in. Um, uh, I know it was the hotels, the Hall of Fame Classic Hotels.com tournament. So they won that tournament. So that's mm-hmm. you know that, that was they came in third place in that uh, in that game. Uh, Arkansas ended up winning the uh, the title in that tournament. You know, they're still undefeated, beating Cincinnati, who beat Illinois. In that tournament, um, let's see some other some games coming up uh, today. I believe uh, UConn and uh, Alabama. They're about to, Auburn. I should say they're about to tip off in about ten <laughs> minutes. Um, Seton Hall, fresh off their upset against win against Michigan, they play Cal. Uh, Xavier, they're undefeated. You know, for the first time in a while, they play uh, Iowa State in a holiday tournament. Um, Charlotte State and Michigan. I think Michigan needed a Need a bounce back, so they should be able to beat uh, Tarlington pretty handily there. Uh, Ohio State and Florida, they're playing in a holiday tournament in Fort Myers, Florida. So that should be a fun one. Uh, Florida, they're back, back to regular, like they're getting it together. And uh, yeah, so a lot, like I said, for a lot, you got a lot of holiday holiday tournaments going on this weekend. So uh, so if you guys have a chance, you know, check out some college shoes. I know some people want to wait till like after conference play starts, but I think right now you want to see what's what's going on. Yeah, I'm one of those people that I wait till at least the middle of December when you have those matchups that were already scheduled, you know, um, out of conference. Like you have Arizona versus Illinois. I'm just throwing it out there. You know, those matchups. I know that, that gets folks like me interested. Of course, you know, in the month of January, conference play begins. So I'm waiting till that time to really focus in on it. I, I know that. Um, Dick Vitale, I, I didn't get a chance to wa- uh, watch the clip. I read the uh, quote this morning. I know he had an emotional return uh, yeah. to the TV booth last night. Yeah, after uh, still undergoing treatment for can- 
for cancer. But the good news is that, you know, he was well enough to call that uh, Gonzaga uh, UCLA game. And, and look, that's really great to see. And look, I, I look, as far as the game itself, I think, like I said before, I'm not worried about that right now. You know, Gonzaga plays Duke next week, so we'll see how mm-hmm. they do. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think this look, there's still a lot. Look, you still got a lot. We're only about like a little over like a couple of weeks into the college hoop season. So there's still a lot to be decided. So I think folks should sort of kind of should just slow down on making any proclamations. Cause I kind of feel like at this point, you know, we're just waiting for conference play to start. Yeah. You listen to second city sports right here on sports zone, Chicago, live in 11 color. That's Lakina. I am Sid. Uh, Lakina, we have a few minutes left before we hit the bottom of the hour. Uh, the announcing schedule for uh, the week 12 in the NFL has been released. Of course, um, the Thursday night game uh, on NBC, the Thanksgiving classic between New Orleans and Buffalo. We'll give you our picks coming up on, on the flip side. But Mike Tariga will be calling this game with Drew Brees and Michelle Tofoya. So Drew Brees uh, again to call a game against, um, uh, against uh, one of his former teams. And which she won a Super Bowl with following the 2009 season. Uh, that's going to be interesting. For Sunday, Pittsburgh at Cincinnati on CBS at high noon. Kevin Harlan, Trent Green, and Melanie Collins. Uh, the New York Jets in the Houston Texans on CBS. Our good friend Spiro Diaz will call that one. Uh, we love him, but uh, I know he's going to be pulling teeth, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, but also to also to both Joe Flacco and Mike Weicker in COVID protocol. So it looks like what Zach Wilson will be starting that game for for the Jets. So, uh, mm. yeah, Houston, you know, hoping, you know, from uh, it won't have a, a letdown from that big win they had against Tennessee. So, yeah, still uh, should be mm. a but, you know, you, you never know. I mean, the, the Jets have yeah. actually been playing pretty well lately. So, you know, you, you never know. Uh, Tampa Bay at Indianapolis on Fox. Uh, this will be the game one of the Fox doubleheader. I believe this game will be aired here in Chicago. Kevin Barkhart, Greg Olson, and Pam Oliver for that one. Uh, Atlanta at Jacksonville on Fox. We have Kevin Kugler, Chicago's very own Laura Oakman, and Mark Sanchez for that one. Sanchez has not done a bad job this year. <clears throat> yeah, I, yeah, I have to say, I, was, I know that's what, something that he really wanted to do. He wanted to call games. He never, he never get a chance to do that when he was doing college football at ESPN, so I'm glad He's going to get a chance to it. Also, too, he and Kevin Cooler actually are a pretty good uh, tandem, of course, with, yeah. you know, uh, Chicago's very own, well, Skokie very own, but we, we still call it Chicago. Lord, yeah. On the sidelines. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so uh, Jacksonville's been playing pretty well lately. So, uh, so yeah, we'll see how that goes. Uh, Carolina and Miami. You got, of course, Chris Myers, Daryl Moose Johnson, who should be in the Hall of Fame, by the way, you know, Dan Gubbett. So, uh, yeah, that's another, that's another discussion. Also, too, Jen Hale. That's a, that should be a that should be a, a, an interesting one, I guess. You know, Cam. I know he loves playing in Miami, so uh, we'll see how yeah. they do in that game. Yeah, just a couple more uh, announcing crews. Uh, Philadelphia at the Giants at on Fox. Chicago's very own Adam Amin will call that one along with Mark Schlereth and Shannon Spake. Grant Gobble, Chicago's very own, will call the Chargers in Denver on CBS at three o'clock. Of course, Joe Bug, Troy, Amon, Aaron Andrews. We will be calling. The Rams and the Green Bay Packers. Let's America's welcome in our good friend. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and let's welcome in our good friend Yay. from KXRB Radio in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, Miss Christine, Yay. the Queen Manica. Too much credit. Stop. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> Very humble as always. So, uh, what, what are your what are your thoughts? Well, we'll start with the Bulls first. I mean, can the you think the Bulls can bounce back tonight? 
Oh, yeah. This team has surprised me a lot already this season. I didn't think that they were going to be as good as they are. So absolutely, if they had the motivation and the drive for it, sure, why not? Yeah, as we talked about before, uh, that loss against Indiana on Monday, uh, it wasn't good, but you could just throw that uh, tape out the window. It happened. So, uh, <laughs> exactly. so that 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 uh, the Bulls should be fine. Now, Christine, before we uh, hit the bottom of the hour, we don't want to get your thoughts on the Bears. Of course, there's the rumors out there that Matt Nagy will be fired on Monday. He'll be coaching his last game tomorrow. Uh, of course, Matt Nagy in his press conference yesterday say uh, it's all a lie. But the yes, your special teams coach uh, uh, speak first. So he said we were focusing on Detroit. Uh, it, it's interesting to me that somebody that doesn't cover sports, no offense, uh, can get the scoop, but the people that cover the team cannot get it. It's almost like the national people getting stuff out of New England when Tom Brady is there, but your local reporters can't get the scoop first. I find it very interesting, but what was your uh, thoughts about uh, this whole Matt Nagy situation? You know, I, I have I have some other thoughts about it later on, but to start off with, I guess I'll say it's what his response yesterday, I watched it, it's to be expected. You know, <laughs> it's a short week for them. He's in game mode, and his response is a typical coach's response when there's a game coming up in two days. So I'm not surprised that he shot down the rumors right away, and mm -hmm. I'm not surprised he had some backup, some ammunition to go with that, saying, hey, I talked to the owners, I talked to the general manager, we have a good relationship. And, of course, they're going to ask his other fellow coaches what their thoughts were about it, and maybe they were given the, play, the same playbook for that one. But it, it's clear mm -hmm. that they're not saying anything yet until whatever the outcome of the game is tomorrow. That's probably what's going to happen there. I think yeah. whether whether they'll win or lose, I, I think, I, I don't know. It seems a little, like Sid said, it seems a little weird that a guy who doesn't follow, who doesn't cover sports somehow got the scoop. And yet you got people who've been covering the team, you know, for years and yet they couldn't get the scoop. So right. it just seemed a little, just seemed a, the whole thing just seemed a little bit weird. But then again, this would be so bearsy. So this is typical <laughs> bears. So it wouldn't be that big of a topic. <laughs> and, and also, too, we didn't talk about this, uh, Lakina, earlier. We didn't, but I'll get to it now since we have Christine on with us. Uh, of course, uh, the fire Nagy chants came loud and clear following yeah. Sunday's game against the Ravens. Of course, um, one of Matt Nagy's kids uh, played for Lakes, plays for Lakes Forest High School uh, yeah. last Saturday. Uh, his uh, One of his sons heard it, directed towards him. Uh I, I had a huge problem with that, of course, at the Bulls game on Monday. Of course, the Bulls got their butts handed to him, but their Bulls went started chanting fire Nagy. Uh, I didn't have a problem after Sunday's game. I didn't have a problem with that at the Bulls game, but the high school game? Come that's on rough. now. Yeah. No, that, that That's rough. I mean, man, Nagy had a good response with saying, hey, you know what? Everyone has their own opinion. I'm not going to care about what everyone else is saying. I'm just there to watch my son play. And, you know, I think it was a good portion that kids were saying that chant. So, so you got to give kids the benefit of the doubt in that regard, too, because they may not even know what's going on. Yeah, they keep up with sports and football, but they may not even know what's going on. And, um, yeah, it's it's tough, especially when you have a you have a dad or you have any parent that's in the spotlight or is in the main headlines. Mm -hmm. And I think I think Nagy is is a dad that likes to prepare his kids for stuff like this i'm sure he mentioned something like that will happen right. here and there down the road of his time with the bears did he expect it probably at his son's game probably not so mm -hmm. the kids that chanted it i i can give him a little grace the parents that went along with it that's when i draw the line because he's only a kid 
He's yeah. only a kid. You know that Matt's probably in the stands listening. You know his kids playing out there. Just, just have mm-hmm. a little respect. There's a fine line that you draw there. And I always say, no matter how much you're in the public life, don't get your kids involved in it. Just, just don't get the family involved. Don't get the kids involved. I've all, yeah, and I, I remember like way back when when Derrick Rose was in high school playing as Simeon. Sure. I remember there were a couple of times when uh people called him ugly, you know, D Rose ugly or something like that. Yeah. I remember, I re- yeah. specifically remember uh, watching that and listening to that, and he took it. Look, he took it as much as the best he can, you know, for someone in that situation being in the spotlight at such a young age. So. But you know, but his, but you know, Coach Nagy's son didn't ask for that, so I think that was just a little mm-hmm. bit out of bounds. But you know, they did as long as they didn't like call him names or anything like that. I, I guess yeah. they're, they're a high school kid, so of course, you know, we all right, said exactly. and done stupid things in high school, so you know, it is what it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah not to go on a rant here, but we we complain about um, we complain about uh, some uh, some many, not all, but but many of our uh, young people the way they act, the way they do. But as you mentioned, Christina. Uh, Christine, uh, you, you, you look at the parents, they encourage a silly behavior like that. You wonder yeah. why some, not all, but some of our young people act the way they do. I blame them more on the parents. Yeah. You absolutely. set the example. It starts with the parents for sure, especially with something like this. Yeah. Yeah. As I said, it was classes, what they did at, at Nike. So was I mean, it is what it is, though. Like I said, I mean, like it is what it is, though. I mean, look, I've heard worse things at high school games. So, you know that that's if, if that's like the worst someone has said about somebody. Yeah, you're I, right. I've heard worse. I've heard worse things. Yeah, could have gone yeah. completely different. Yeah, I've heard worse things at high school. I've been to some high school football and basketball games. Trust me, I've heard worse things. Trust me, I can guarantee yeah. you guys on that. Yeah. I don't know how you guys feel about that. You know, but yeah, I've heard worse. But uh, yeah. Yeah, we reached the bottom of the hour. When we return, we'll have our Week 12 NFL picks, uh, and we'll have those ugly results, uh, <laughs> and among other things. Boy. And, and, we ha- and we'll have, among other things, we'll have to discuss the 2021 Baseball Hall of Fame battle, who goes on, who stays off, and we'll have some other fun stuff as well. I'm Sid. That's Lakina. That's Christine. You're listening to Second City Sports Live in Living Color right here on Sports Zone Chicago. AutomotiveMap.com presents the Sports Flash on the Sports Zone Chicago. Rumors swirling that Bears head coach Matt Nagy could be fired after tomorrow's game. It's an 11.30 a.m. kickoff at Detroit. The Lions are 0-9-1. The Bears looking to snap a five-game losing skid. When asked about it, Nagy said, That is not accurate. You know, I have not... um... You know, I have great communication with ownership with George and Ted and, and Ryan, but uh, I have not had any discussions. On the NBA scoreboard tonight, the Bulls visit the Rockets. Chicago 12-6, third in the Eastern Conference. The Rockets just 1-16. They've lost 15 straight. NHL on Tuesday, the Flames beat the Blackhawks 5-2. Reese Johnson and Brandon Hagel with the goals for Chicago. 34 saves for Marc-Andre Fleury. The Hawks drop to 6-11-2. They'll take on the Blues Friday afternoon at United Center. It's a noon puck drop. For lightning fast sports updates, download the Score app. It's free and one of the most popular sports apps in North America. I'm Chuck Sanders. That's the Sports Flash on the Sports Zone Chicago. When you need auto parts, O'ReillyAuto.com is just a few clicks away. We offer convenient options for you to get your parts quickly. Order online and pick up for free at your local O'Reilly Auto Parts store. We'll even bring it out curbside. Or you can have your parts delivered right to your door with free shipping on most orders over $35. Visit O'ReillyAuto.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.
bed that senses snoring and automatically responds. Meet the Ergo Smart Base from Tempur-Pedic, our first system that detects snoring, then automatically adjusts by raising the bed. Get your best sleep all night, every night. Now, save up to $500 on select adjustable mattress sets during the Tempur-Pedic Black Friday event. Get full offer details at TempurPedic.com. Welcome back to the last segment of the show right here on Stegger City Sports. We're live and in living color right here on Sports Zone Chicago. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Along with Lakina McGee and Christine, the Queen Manica. I am. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you're, getting, you're getting big time, Christine. You're getting big time. So, get yeah. Uh, now, <laughs> uh, this is the, our my personal favorite uh, part of the show. Since we won't be on, on Friday, uh, we'll have our uh, week 12 pickums, uh, pigskin pickums in the National Football League. Lakina, I know there's some ugly results, but uh, give them to us. Well, you know, well, uh, look, I well, I well, I haven't actually listened to the show yet. I've been, been kind of busy, and I've been a little bit under the weather. But you know, it looks like yes, and I think you know, I think there's only like a three games that separate the two to three of us. So still, okay. yeah, look, we're still like very close. But yeah, we did In not have words, a very nobody did well last week. That's what well, she we said. said. Yeah, that's right. What we said. Yeah, we were we were all very bad at our our picks. Like I said, before, I have to I have to listen to it again. But hopefully by but don't worry. By by next Friday, I will be able to have everything you know with with this week's results and last week's results. But yeah, we were we were terrible last week. So thanks you, for the you, positive right there. Yeah, yeah you, you, right. Yeah, for bad. the yeah for the last three weeks, you think you can predict the NFL? The NFL says, uh no. <laughs> no never predict it. No, uh. not at all. You would thought, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, Halloween was last month, ladies and gentlemen. Now we're seeing these weird results. Uh. Also, too, uh, Kansas City and Arizona are on by. So, you know, if you, you know, adjust your fa- your fantasy tees accordingly. So make sure you guys, a reminder of that. Um, all right, you know, the Thanksgiving Day games, you know, the, the second game in that game, of course, we'll do the Bears and Lions last. You got the Raiders and the Cowboys. This will be the CBS game at 3.30 Central Time. Sid, you start this one. It looks like Dallas is going to miss both their starting wide receivers. Uh, Hopefully, Ezekiel Elliott, their running back, is healthy enough to play. Dallas is favored by seven. Uh, Las Vegas, uh, uh, they've been on a losing streak these last couple of weeks. Uh, I think Dallas, I know they didn't have a good showing uh, at Kansas City last week, but they're at home. I think they'll do enough to scrape by a win. I don't know if I'll take them in the points, but we don't do point spreads on the show. But we pick <laughs> we, we pick straight up winners. I'm going with Dallas. I'll go with Dallas too, Sid. And just to give everyone an idea, Dallas is currently one and two in this month. That's only three games in. And they they made some silly moves in, in the past month or so, I'd say. The, I really thought Dak was going to show Mahomes up, and of course I, I was wrong. So this time around, with it being home, with it being Thanksgiving, they always do games big down there for Thanksgiving. It's going to be Dallas, I feel like. It will be close, but it will be uh, Dallas. Yeah, I like that first game that well, we'll talk about that uh, in a bit. But uh, this will be a much better game, I think. Uh, I think Oakle, I mean, uh, Vegas, I should say, will should will keep it close. But I think Dallas will just, but I think they'll they'll have they'll be on Zeke's back to uh, keep to get the running game going. So I think Dallas is a close one. All right, the nightcapper here on Thanksgiving night. You got the Bills and the Saints. I'll start this one to kind of change it up a bit. 
I'm hoping that the Bills could uh, get it together. I don't know what the hell happened last week. Uh, my, you know, I'm hoping that, you know, being in a controlled environment, I'm hoping that, you know, Josh Allen will be the leading uh, rusher. That is that because that's not a good thing. Uh, they need this game to kind of keep up with the Patriots and the AFC East. Um, I'm, yeah, it looks like Kamara still won't be able to play. Uh, yeah, I know Trevor Simeon, I think, has done a great job, you know, kind of filling in, but I think the Bills are the more talented team, so I'm picking the Bills. Don't you let me down, Bills, or else I'm, I'm gonna give up on y'all. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know what the heck happened on Sunday with them. I'll, I'll talk about that more later. But, you know, look, the Bills, they are crumbling right now. But I feel like this is a good game for them to get back. I, I haven't lost faith in them yet. I'm still saying Buffalo over New Orleans right now. But, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if somehow this scenario flipped. But for now, it's Buffalo. Buffalo's favored by four and a half. I know the Saints has a, have a strong defense, but as you, as you mentioned, Lakina Kamara may not play. I'm going off of that information alone. I'm going with Buffalo. All right. First one of the noon games, a really good one. They got the Bucks and the Colts. Christine, you start this one. Okay, let me just say this. The Colts are not that good. I don't know where <laughs> from with them against the Bills, but I think – they're not that good. I hate to tell you, Indianapolis fans, they're just not like that. So last Sunday was just weird. I think this is going to be a game totally that has Tampa Bay written all over it. I know it's home field for the Colts, but Tom Brady's going to gonna be a, make a little statement on that. I know Tampa Bay's favorite by three, and they did get back on track with a big win against the Giants uh, on Monday night. I expect Tampa Bay to keep up with that same formula as far as running the ball is concerned. Yeah. They should be able to do that against the Colts. I know, Lakini, you talk about that Colts defense for the last year or so. They're mm -hmm. still good, but not as good as they were a year ago. As you mentioned, Christine, Tom Brady should, should be able to make sure. another statement. I'm going with Tampa. Yeah, I know it's a short week, you know, because the Bucks just played uh, Monday night, but it, they really shouldn't have any problems with the Colts, I think. You know, they're starting to turn the corner a little bit, and like you said, I don't know what happened. You know, we saw uh, – they look like the Super Bowl uh, team <laughs> against the Bills uh, last week, but I think yeah. the Bucks – but I think the Bucs are the better team. So I, I, I think, you know, the Bucs should win. It'll be close, but I think the Bucs should win this one. Okay, a pair of two and eights, as uh, him as Sid said, that uh, our buddy Spiro D is in – and Jay Feely will have the call uh, here. You got the Jets and the Texans sit. You start this one. Houston's favored by three. Zach Wilson, the rookie quarterback, should get the start for the Jets. Uh, Houston was very impressive last week with one of the few upsets. <laughs> they, they got over Tennessee. The Jets are terrible. They are just a big, hot mess. Houston's at home. For that reason alone, I'm going with Houston. Home field, Houston, mic drop. Next. <laughs> sweet. You know, Jordan's good Lord. Lord. These two teams. I know, right? Uh, I'm hoping for our, for our buddy Spiro's sake that they actually get a, a good game here. Uh, but, yeah, I think Houston's riding a little bit of a high from that upset win last week. So, I'm picking Houston, like you said. Like, I, like you guys said, they're at home. Um, NFC East matchup here. You got the Eagles and the Giants. Look, I think the Eagles feel like – 
They may have an outside shot of getting one of the wild card spots. They're getting better. Jalen Hurts has looked really good. Mm-hmm. The Giants, they look so, they look so putrid. I mean, Daniel Jones gave it, gave, uh, basically gave an interception to a guy that had never had an interception in his career. He had played, he's played for 12 years in the league. So uh, I'm going to pick Philadelphia. And by putrid, I hope you mean just they look bad, the Giants. Like, they just look all beaten up and bruised and just ready to go on to the next season. But, yeah, it's I'm going to go with Philadelphia for this one just because they are, again, they, they seem to be improving and getting back to where they used to be for right now. But, uh, yeah, Philly. <laughs> Saquon Barkley, uh, he, I know he's coming back from that torn ACL from a year ago. He hasn't run the ball well. Daniel Jones looks like he's not the answer at QB. The defense is terrible. Philadelphia, on the flip side, they can run the ball with Miles Sanders, Jordan Howard, X-Bear, and Boston Scott. And Jalen Hurts is playing very well. You, uh, you don't have to put all the pressure on him. Philadelphia has had a, a perfect formula for the last three weeks. I expect them to run a tough game on the road. So I'm going with the Eagles. Fly, Eagles, fly. E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles. All right. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, I can spell, folks. Yeah. Uh, Panthers, and, uh, Panthers and Miami City start this one. Uh, Carolina had their chances to beat the Washington football team last week at home. That didn't happen. I know Cam Newton had an emotional return home. I know the Panthers are currently favored uh, by a point, which means is that a pick them. Miami, I know they looked good the last couple of weeks, but – this is, isn't their year. Uh, Carolina should be more focused. Now they're going on a roll. I think they'll get back on track. Let's go Cam Newton and the Panthers. I don't think it was ever Miami's year. Last year it would have been Miami's year, but right. this year not, not so much. Yeah, Cam should have no issues here with Miami. The weather should be pretty decent there too. So let, let's go with um, with Carolina for this one. Yeah, I'm, I'm up for this sweep too, Carolina. I I think, yeah, I know they they lost the they lost a, a tough one last week, but I, I I think this is one of those get right games for them. And and look, you know, weather should be shouldn't be a problem for Cam. I know he loves playing in Miami, so I know he's gonna want to play yeah. on the show. So let's go Panthers. Um, all right, a good one here. Uh, eight and three Titans versus a seven and four Patriots. Uh, Christy, you start this one. You know. I think, okay, so Tannehill, it's gotten a little bad. I think I see nine interceptions in six games. Yep. That, that's a lot. <laughs> like, like that's that's a lot. So, I don't know. Mac Jones is turning into an amazing quarterback. He could be, I think they're right when they're saying he could be the franchise for the Patriots, and, and I can see him having having a great career there. So with that, I think I'm going to go with New England for this one. This is going to be a good challenge for challenge for Jones. So let's hope that this game is going to be a good turnout. I know ex-New England Patriots player, now current head coach of the Titans, Mike Vrabel, has owned Bill Belichick the last three years these two mm-hmm. teams have played, including that playoff game, which turned out to be Brady's last game in the Patriots uniform. But things are a little bit different this year. I think the Titans will play better, but if if their running back Derrick Henry was in a lineup, it would have been a no doubt for me yeah. picking the Titans. But I got to be real here. The Patriots are favored by two and a half. I'm going with the Patriots. It pains me to say this, but I am picking the Patriots because, like, <laughs> for all the guys, for all the reasons you guys said, I mean, if Derek Henderson wasn't hurt, I think I probably would pick the Titans, but I'm picking the Patriots. Uh, they're at home, and who's going to be the offense for them? 
AP's been released, so and AJ Brown might be, you know, still a little banged up. So who's gonna be their offense? Unless we look, unless the Titans like, you know, they intercept unless the Titans defense become the opportunity to just as much as they are and intercept uh, Mac Jones a couple of times, which could happen, but yeah, we'll see. All right. AFC North here, you got the Steelers and the Bengals. Did you start this one? Do I have to? <laughs> uh Pittsburgh. Um um, what can we say? <laughs> what can we say? They should have won that game against San Diego on the road last Sunday night. Uh, I know that title will probably benefit them at the end of the year. Uh, on the flip side for Cincinnati, big win uh, at Las Vegas last week. I know they're favored by four. This is really a tough one. I know Cincinnati got them, got Pittsburgh early in the year. But I got this weird feeling that Pittsburgh has something up their sleeve. I know I'm going to say take two and call me in the morning, but I'm going with Pittsburgh and the shocker on the road. Okay, I'm going to go against that and say Cincinnati. And the only reason why is because Cincinnati is home. And lately, you know, the Steelers, they've not been so good when they're on the road. So because of that, home field advantage, go for Cincinnati. Uh, oh, gosh. I have this weird feeling that Big Ben's probably going to have his best game this season, I feel Love like. the orange side. I, I know, I know. But <laughs> look, look. Look, would it surprise me if Cincy, you know, pulls this off? Sure, of course. But look, the Steelers are going to be smarting from the loss to the Chargers. I think they really feel that like they should have won that game. So I think they're going to take it out on Cincy. And look, I'm still in a show me mode with Cincy. I mean, show, show me, show me what, show me what that you guys are, are legit, that you guys are yeah. for real. So you know, let, let's do it. You know, this is your chance to do it against a division, a division opponent. So let's do this. All right, you got Atlanta and the Jags. I'm going to keep it short and sweet. I'm hoping Atlanta can pull it off, but I, I don't know. Is Jay Rob Robinson, is he going to play? I know he's been banged up. Uh, I know he's been, he was banged up, so I don't know. I think, I, you know what, I'll, I'll, I'll take Atlanta just for some reason. I, I kind of feel like they're sort of like, you know, hopefully they can kind of, you know, get the get right game, and hopefully we won't see the – we'll see a little bit of the MVP Matt Ryan. See, Sid, what your game was for Pittsburgh. This is my game. Like, uh, do I have to pick this one? Right. <laughs> right. This is just the lesser of two evils. But, you know, I know Jacksonville is at home. I know probably Trevor Lawrence will feel the energy of the crowd thinking, yeah, we should win this one. But I think Matt Ryan just got years on him as opposed to Trevor Lawrence at the moment. So, yeah, I'm going to go with you, Lakina, and say and say Atlanta. Let's make it three for three, Atlanta. I know Jacksonville, uh, after playing well the last couple of weeks, they got embarrassed by the 49ers last week. Ugh. If you're a gambling man, uh, mm -hmm. this game is at a pick em. Do not touch this game. Oh, That's away. all I have to say about stay that. <laughs> I'm going with Atlanta. Yeah. yeah, stay as far away from this game as possible. Although this one should be a good one in the AFC West. You got the Chargers and the Broncos. Uh oh gosh. Uh I know the Broncos are five and five, but I feel like the Chargers are starting to turn the corner, especially with their defense. So it'll be a close one like it usually is between these two, but I'm picking the the, the Chargers. Los Angeles Chargers of Orange County, as I call them. <laughs> <laughs> or the San Diego Chargers of Los Angeles. Yeah, really. <laughs> I'm going to go with the Chargers, too. You know, it's going to be a close one, but they're riding that high over that last win, so they want to keep it going, and especially since this is a this is going to be a good matchup for them, too. So I'd say the Chargers. 
As I said before, Lakina, the Chargers have shown you at times that they could be a playoff team. I did pick them to go to the playoffs. You have to win tough games, especially on the road. I think the Chargers, this will be a close game. This is a division game, but I think they'll come up short, especially right and hide off of that win against Pittsburgh last Sunday night. They got lucky there. Uh, Denver, they were embarrassed a couple weeks ago against Philadelphia. I think Denver can uh, put some pressure on Mr. Herbert, and they, they got to run the ball with some consistency. I'm going with an upset here. I'm going with Denver. Wow. Right. Well, well, look, it wouldn't surprise me, but it yeah, we'll surprise see. me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Not uh, on Team Orange. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. right. Uh, America's game of the week. You got the Rams and the Packers. Christine, you start this one. Gosh, Rogers wants revenge so bad after Sunday's game. I was watching it. I was going back, back and forth between our pathetic team and an actual football game. And um, <laughs> holy cow, did that come down to the wire? I, yes. I, I, yes. I of course, not yeah. believe it. And, you know, this is going to be a home game for them. He wants it. They're going to get it. It's going to be the Packers. Uh, the, the Rams are coming off a bye week in Green Bay. As you mentioned, yeah. Christine, they lost the, on the last second field goal. I know this is a, the, a revenge game for the Rams because they lost uh, They lost at Green Bay last year during the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Playoffs? <laughs> but, yeah. I think they, but, the, but the Rams, they're, they're focused. They should have a, come out with a better effort. I know they've been struggling the last couple of weeks. I'm going with the shocker for you guys. I'm going with the Rams in a close one. Jeez. Mm, okay. Well, yeah, I'm picking the Packers. I I know Aaron Rodgers kind of is like uh like Medusa. Like he, I know he's had like that co- that turf toe or oh, COVID yeah. toe or COVID toe, whatever they're calling it. But uh, yeah, I think he has. He's remember. I, I like. I know he he lost one of his uh top O line guys for the year because of an injury. But you know they've actually had a good like next guy, next person up mentality there. And I know the Reds are coming off a bye, but it's it's probably going to be freezing there in, in Lambeau. So it'll be close, but I'm picking the Packers because they're at home. It's at Lambeau. Yeah. Maybe that's just me. Uh, a, a good one here. Uh, a couple of five and five uh, teams here. You got the Vikings and the 49ers. Sid, you start this one. In America's other game of the week. <laughs> America's <laughs> other game of the week. Uh, let, let's go to my cheat sheet here. San Francisco is favored by two and a half. Uh, we talked about Minnesota. That was a great game. As I agree with you, Christine. I did watch the majority of that game via this computer screen. <laughs> uh, uh, San Francisco, they, they, were, they dominated the Jacksonville Jaguars on the road. As we told you last Friday, uh, that the time difference wouldn't matter, and it didn't. I'm going to go with the 49ers here. I know I've been critical of them the last couple of years. Uh, uh, been critical of the Vikings offense worse. They look hot one week, they look cold the next week. I uh, got to see some consistency. I don't know if I'm going to get it, but I think you'll get a better effort from the 49ers in a close one. I, I'm going with the 49ers. They are favored. Uh, did I say this? If I didn't, I'll say it again. They are fa- 49ers are favored by two and a half. Hmm. Cold for Minnesota, that you know describes the state that they're in, that's for sure, when, whether they're hot or cold. But, um, you, you know, I was really shocked that Minnesota won. They had a great game, but usually at the end for the Vikings, they they tend to really drop the ball, so to speak, and just let everything <laughs> let, let everything else go for the most part and end up losing. But, you know, I was impressed with how they handled being under that pressure, under that situation, being with uh, facing against a team like the Green Bay Packers and, and Aaron Rodgers. 
So because of that, you know, it's, it could go either way. But for the first time, and you know me, I've, I've been tough on Minnesota this entire season. I think I'm going to go with Minnesota for this one, especially after their win that they had over Green Bay last weekend. They, they're they going to want another big one, and they are riding that high for sure. Yeah, I know Everson Griffin, hopefully he can get that, that situation is settled because I know that that's – he is the only one that's not at practice right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, you guys can Google that. Uh, you know what? I think the 49ers, I, I kind of feel like they're kind of getting they're getting good at the right time. I think they feel like maybe, you know, Jimmy G and the offense, you know, they're kind of getting to their groove. You know, guys are getting healthy. The defense is actually pretty good. It's going to be close, but I feel like the 49ers, you know, Think they have an outside shot of getting one of the wild card spots, so uh, I think the 49ers you know might win this one now. Now, again, what if what you know, Minnesota somehow you know pull out another win, you know, which they could do that, but I, I wouldn't be surprised. But uh, but I think 49ers you know should get this one, all right. The Sunday nighter here, you got the Browns and the Ravens. Sid, you start this one. Baltimore's favorite by five and a half. Baker Mayfield and crew, they did not look good, and they barely got by the Detroit Lions. <laughs> I think they said more about the, the lack of consistency for Cleveland's offense than the Detroit Lions. Uh, on the flip side for Baltimore, they got away with one here in Chicago last Sunday. <laughs> Thank you, Bears, uh, underachieving defense on that last drive. Good grief. Um, keep this short and sweet. This should be Baltimore's game to win. I'm going to go Baltimore here, too. It's great that Lamar Jackson is, is feeling better, apparently. Mm-hmm. I, I wonder what the heck he was going through if it wasn't COVID and if it wasn't the flu. But it sounds like he's doing better, and he's going to want a, the win here, especially for the home game and for Sunday night, that's for sure. So Baltimore. It seemed like to me, real quick, Christine, it seemed like yeah. to me Baltimore knew what, what they were doing trying to yeah. fool the Bears. They yeah, knew probably. what they were doing all, all along. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, that was so. perfectly planned too, out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I think, oh, I think they were, too. I think he might have had mono or something, you know. But he sounded – he looked better and he sounded better. So, it looks like, yeah, oh, he's 125% now. So, yeah, uh, right. I, think he, I think he wants to get back out there. And I sure. think the, uh, Cleveland, you barely beat the Lions. So, uh, yeah, uh, Baltimore will win this one and they will pull away late. On uh, the Monday Nighter here, uh, Seattle and Washington. Christine, you start this one. I'm going to make this short and say Washington. They, they've they really surprised me this year. I think since Russell Wilson got back, it hasn't really been quite the same. You, you know, you can do so much work off the field when you're injured, and he did do that. But but since he's been back, I, I don't think it's totally sinking all the way with his O-line. I, I just don't think the chemistry is there at the moment because of those those six weeks off. And I hate to say that, too, because, you know, Russell's my, my fantasy QB. Of course I want him to win. But because because how everything seemed just so off for them, I'm going to go with Washington. Christine took the words right out of my mouth. Washington with an impressive win at Carolina last week. Mm-hmm. I know they're going to miss Chase, uh, Chase Young. Uh, they're just a uh, defensive end uh, due to a torn ACL. But Washington showed me something last week. They can run the ball. They have a committee of running backs. Hopefully Antonio Gibson, my guy, will do something on my fantasy team. I'll, I think I'm going to try to put him in my lineup. Um, Seattle, as you mentioned, Christine, they couldn't get it going. I watched the entire game last week against the Cardinals. They couldn't go get anything going, especially at the running game. So yeah. I know I know Seattle's favored by three and a half. I'm not going to fall for that nonsense. I'm going with Washington at home. 
Yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to fall for it either. I think Washington should win this one. And Seattle, they just can't get anything right. right. Uh, you can tell that uh, Russell Wilson is still somewhat off, you know, whether it's still a finger or maybe because the O-line. But, uh, yeah, they just don't look good at all. So I'm, so I'm picking Washington. And, yeah, so that should be interesting one there on Monday night. And last but uh, certainly least, I guess it depends on how you look at it, uh bears and lions i'm gonna get short and sweet the bears should win this one you know whether or not this ends up being matt Nagy's last game i think he'll go out a somewhat of a winner so it'll <laughs> i apologize to our uh, the, the number one crew from fox you know they have to watch this putridness but uh I, I, look, I, I think the running game will be the the key here and i think uh david montgomery will have a, a good uh, showing so but i think the bears should win this one like maybe nine six or ten six or whatever gosh you know <laughs> first first it's nice to see montgomery back I, I he probably you know was just trying to feel everything out which is why the game wasn't what i thought it was going to be especially with montgomery back in there but but simply put once you hear lamar jackson isn't playing you should win that game period like there's no excuse for it and i and i have to apologize now because uh i said at the middle of the game probably about three minutes before fields went out for whatever reason i just said let's just throw in andy dalton and see what he can do at this point because it's gotta be better than what this is and, and sure enough he he got in and right when he threw that touchdown I knew he would be starting on Thanksgiving Day. I, I just said, that's it. Like, this is happening. Like, Dalton is going to start for Thanksgiving. So, at this point, I you might as well tell the Bears to lose the rest of the season so they can get a higher draft pick. <laughs> that's that's my personal opinion. Just, just for, like, forfeit all the games. That's it. But here's the deal. If they lose against Detroit, I would not be surprised if we hear – Come Friday, come Friday, or even come Monday, that Matt Nagy is gone, and that would be the first firing during the season for the Bears, and not during the off season. But but let me just say this: football is a business, and of course, yeah. you never want to see anybody get fired from a job or from any position, regardless of how they're doing or that you're not satisfied with it. It's a terrible feeling, and I would never wish that upon anybody. So let's keep that in mind, too. You never want to wish someone out the door. But I, but I will say for Nagy's sake, they better win this game or die trying. So for now, and because it's only Detroit, it's it's going to be the Bears, hopefully. Hopefully. I'm going with the Bears as well, Christine. Uh, but I'll say this. Speaking of last week's loss, did you catch Jim Nance's call on that Goodwin touchdown? He damn near lost his voice. He was shot yeah, just like everybody know. else. <laughs> God, I can't believe it. I literally was like, this is what I wished for, and this is what I got. I'm looking at it right in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and that's our Week 12 NFL picks. Uh, join us again next week, and we'll give you our results and we'll uh, pick the games for week 13 uh, in the National Football League. We have a few, a couple minutes left right here on Second City Sports. Uh, happy Thanksgiving, everyone, along with Lakina McGee and Christine Manick. I am Sydney Brown. Uh, guys, let's wrap up uh, this pre Thanksgiving edition. 
with uh, reviewing the ballot for the 2021 Baseball Hall of Fame. Of course, I'll read off some of the names. Of course, uh, Curtis Schilling, who did not want to be on the list. He's still on the list. I think this is last year on the list, along with Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens. But here's some of the new names that's going to be on the list this year. Bobby Abreu, uh, former White Sox pitcher Mark Burley, A.J. Burnett, Michael Kadaya, Dan Heron, Latroy Hawkins, Todd Helton, Tim Hudson, Tory Hunter, Andrew Jones. He was part of the White Sox in 2010. Jeff Kent, Andy Pettit, Aramis Ramirez, one-time Cub from that 03 choking team. Man, Man Ram, Manny Ramirez, Scott Rowland, Barry Zito, Billy Wagner, Omar Vizquel, one-time White Sox player, by the way. Mm -hmm. Shane Victorino, mm -hmm. Nick Switzer from that 08 White Sox team. Yep. And, yep. and Sammy Sosa. I think I think oh. this is his last year on the ballot as well. Boy. Do you see any of those guys going in to the Baseball Hall of Fame? Um, I think it's Mark Burley's time. I, I, you think so? On, first, I, I, on the I first ballot? So. First ballot? I, it wouldn't be surprising. He's a great guy. I mean – over him and Nick Swisher, yeah, I would say give it to Mark Burley. Give it mm. to Mark Burley. I would also say I loved Omar Vizquel when he was on the White Sox. I really did. I think at the time, wasn't he the oldest baseball player in the league? Something mm -hmm. like that? I think yeah, so at one time. Yeah. 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 So more, more the reason to give it to him because that's just amazing in itself. I believe – what was it? He was 44, 45 when he was playing with the White Sox. So that's yep. that's just impressive. Yeah, typical White Sox. Uh, Kenny Williams, again, those folks at the end of the career, Roberto Alomar, Carl Everett, which paid off in 05. But uh, and man, Ram, I forgot it was Andrew Jones that read off. That was at the end of their careers. Let's see if we can squeeze something out of him. Remember King Griffey Jr. as yeah. well? And yeah. oh, wait. Oh, boy. <laughs> Gosh, and Nick Swisher, I haven't heard that. I forgot he existed. <laughs> like, <laughs> I forgot he was even in baseball. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right, Nick Swisher. <laughs> yeah, he started off his White Sox career on a very high note. Uh, remembering that 08 yeah. team that won a division. Uh, he was a surprise leadoff hitter, but then his average drop, he started complaining like a baby, and then we never heard from him again. <laughs> no, that's why I forgot about him. Exactly. <laughs> I think like Burley, his jersey uh, standing up behind you. I uh, think, Burley, yeah, I think Burley will get it eventually. I don't know if he'll get it in the first ballot. I think Todd Helton might be one of those guys that might have the best shot of getting it in the first yeah. ballot because he still holds a lot of the records for the Rockies. So uh, I think everyone else, I think, you know, I think Burley will get it eventually. Mm -hmm. Maybe not, you know, first couple of years. Um, maybe I was going to say. Shane Victorino, no, just Shane Victorino. Maybe he might get in with like in the first, you know, two three years. But you know, everyone else, I think they might have to wait a few years. Yeah, I'm gonna say Independent may have the next best shot of getting in first ballot. I know he was accused of the uh, the steroid thing as well, along with his buddy Roger Clemens. But I think he's the next one to maybe have the best chance of getting in first ballot. Like I said, Marbelli would get in eventually, but I think Todd Helen is the first um, ballot Hall of Famer for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So, now, uh, will, will Barry Bonds and will Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens finally get in? Because this is their last year's on the bat, last year for both of them on the ballot. Do you think either one of those guys get in or both get in? I think Bonds. Will, I think Bonds should get in, like maybe yeah. by like the slimmest of margins. I feel <laughs> like. I agree, Christine. Yeah, I, I agree with with Lakina and with you, Sid. It's just. It, it, steroid use nowadays it's taking so seriously and i think people wouldn't 
favor Roger being being in it at this point, but by a slim chance, it, it could happen. It could. But well, remember when those guys were playing, it uh, it wasn't it was legal. So yeah, yeah, it, that's cool. in their favor. Yeah, that that that's probably why you know all these people are you know being all perfect and stuff. And apparently, uh, Aaron Rodgers showed his toe to everybody, his feet to everyone. So uh, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, that's a. Uh, all right, real, real quick before we uh, disperse, uh, favorite go-to Thanksgiving uh, side dish? Green bean casserole. <laughs> you know, macaroni and cheese. We talked about yes. it earlier, Lakina. Yes, oh, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, yeah. Matthew Matthew Judah, you haven't had any good macaroni and cheese, my friend. You haven't had any good Ooh. ones, dude. <laughs> <laughs> All right. On that note, you follow me at Keenan McGee on the Twitter and at McGee on the IG. Shout out to a good friend, uh, Mondo. He says stuffing, so nothing wrong with that. They'll probably be second yeah. or third, third on the list for me. Oh, uh, you can follow your truly Sydney Brown, aka Sid the Kid, on Twitter in the IG at CK80. Once again, at CK80. S-I-D-K-I-D-A-0. S-I-D-K-I-D-A-0. I'm a few follows away from hitting 1K. Come on, help a brother out. <laughs> Christine, where can people follow you on the social media circuit? And they can follow me at C Manica underscore KXRB right down there. Right. All right. All right, folks. So enjoy your Thanksgiving holiday, everybody. And also the Black Friday, too. So, you know, be safe doing all of that and be good to, to each other. For Sid and Christine, I'm LaCan. This is Second City Sports on Sports Social Chicago. And we'll see you guys next week. And uh, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Yes, happy Thanksgiving. And yes. I guess go Bears. Holla. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs>